There we go. Hello and welcome. Yes, <sighs> Mike. Uh, oh, what's our power, dude? 2021. Yay! Yay! I survived <clears throat> 2020. Yep. And all I got was a shitload of RPG books I have yet to read. And almost died. Um, three, and almost died three times. And I, I, I survived. <laughs> oh, I survived 2020, you. and I gained 20 pounds. Yeah, boo. Oh, not good. Geez. Not good. No, 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 not no, no. We got. No, no, not good. We got. We got. We, we got to have you around for a nice long time. Uh, yeah. Well, I got a plan. My wife and I talked about it tonight. We got a plan going because let's let's just say I, I don't want to get too crazy, but I got to lose 20 pounds to get to 300. That's not good. That's that's very bad. So just to get no. down to 300 pounds, I got to lose 20 pounds though, because I gained 20 pounds this year. Well, I was, I, was know, I was flirting with 300 pounds before the COVID, and I didn't just flirt. I basically made full-blown love to 300, um, and so I, that's why I'm at 320. I, I didn't just flirt at that point. I, I stopped flirting and just went full bangaroni. You, you, you embraced it? Well, Yeah, I, I embraced it, and we, we made love with hamburgers and takeout food all year long. And here I am sitting at three twenty. So, well, I, so. I hit two ninety three in May, but I will say at least that was 60 pounds of water. Yes. And, and not, and I wasn't pregnant. I, I didn't, I didn't talk to other kids. <laughs> but you, yeah. That you know of. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, I hear anonymous Facebook user. Uh, hello, Facebook uh, you, user. You have to give Facebook uh, either permission to, Share who you are, or you're gonna have to like type at the end of your uh, comment who you are, or view during view using YouTube, and we don't have that issue. But no, I'm not. I'll complain about all my RPG books. I even got another one today. Well, but not only that, but you have to, you have to let us know who you are because we're giving away. Apparently, we're giving away more free money tonight. Oh yeah, more right. free money. If we haven't uh, stated yet, you're watching Talking Crit. Uh, yes. with bad Mike and we don't know what we're doing here. We have no clue. We're no just, idea. We're um, if, if you're listening, it is part of the Tavern Chat live stream, uh, or the Tavern Chat podcast. We're going to mm -hmm. be doing, uh, apparently multiple live streams. Ooh, I'm gonna, yes, we're gonna have Wednesday night live streams, which we've been having now for a couple of months with Mike and myself. And Joe and I are doing every second and fourth Friday of the month. And then Glenn Halstrom and myself are going to be doing what that guy? Oh man, yes. we have to bring that Glenn guy. Yeah, yeah, that guy, old man Grognard. Oh. You probably know him best for Thacko's uh, Hammer. Uh, he's the one with the real voice for. Uh, he's got a for, not just radio voice. He has an acting voice because he's an actor yes. too. Because he's got that. Voice that comes all the way down from here. Yes, he can really project. Yes. I can't. I, I I can just do funny funny voices. I sound like a girl. Yeah, all nothing right, so wrong with that. Uh, I'm gonna have to say hi to Eric, Paul, uh, David, and da David and David. We got two Davids. Oh my god. Uh, oh David, did you? Oh David got his. David, you got your stuff right. Oh, that's Paul. Paul's Facebook user and Eric is Facebook. Oh, we got. Uh, David got some freebies last time. Frog God, courtesy of Frog God. And I think everybody's got their Frog God freebies. I've been pretty good about sending those out the next day. And so, since Eric's giving away money, we will we will be giving away Frog God freebies tonight, also. So, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> my my day was a long day. I 
I drove out to the Poconos with my father and my wife, Rach. So that was about two and a half hours out, hung out at the house for about an hour, looking at the work they had done in the kitchen, um, which is beautiful work that they had done. Uh, as COVID kicked off, of course, uh, so I hadn't gotten up there to see it. But we wanted to check on the house, make sure there's enough uh, fuel, check on the mouse traps because seasonal mouse issues. Mm -hmm. And then uh, literally just turned it around and, and came back to New York. So lots of driving today. So I am behind on the last two days of OSR Christmas. If you so, if you wait, and I'll probably hit some stuff tonight. Uh, the rest of the stuff will probably hit tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be a big day of catch up for me because uh, it's just it, it literally has been that kind that kind of a year. It's not a bad year compared to 2020. 2021 is looking up so fucking much. We have vaccines going out. Uh, Dallas and Tarrant County. I'm. I'm on the list, but I'm looking, and I don't think I'm going to wait in a 300-person line. So I may not get my vaccination till March. I, I could go earlier, but I, honestly, I there's not one thing in the world I hate worse than waiting in line for anything. I, I mean, my wife and I will walk up to a restaurant, and if there's three people in line, we walk away. That's how bad we are about lines. We do not like lines. So and the lines at Tarrant County for the vaccine are literally 300 people long. I'm, I'm like, you know, you have a better chance of catching COVID in the line waiting to get the COVID <laughs> vaccine. Than you do just getting it, just isolating myself. So I, I may wait a little while on that one, but but yeah, they got the vaccines going on around here. So um, we're uh, I'm pretty uh, optimistic about uh, uh, yeah, I, I, 2021. Like I said, 2021 uh, on that front is certainly looking up. On other fronts, eh. but I mean, uh, Rach is in the uh, mental health field. So she got notified yesterday that she could put herself on the list today. And on Sunday, she gets her first shot of the vaccine. So, and my, my parents have been getting calls from their health insurance that they are eligible because they're over 75. And I'll be honest with you, I mean, I'm sure I'm looking at it in a month or two because I am currently high risk, but. If you immunize the rest of my family that I live with, these are the, the three people I shared this two-family two home with. Mm -hmm. um, if they're all vaccinated, it makes my life the, so much yeah. better. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm hoping for, too. You know, you get the, the herd immunity effect there when everybody around you, especially they're doing a really good job in Dallas-Fort Worth of uh, immunizing all healthcare and first responders. So that's great. Once we get th those guys, all the doctors and nurses and healthcare and uh, firemen and police officers and everybody done, then that I, I would, ha I would have to think every little bit's going to help, you know, and then that way they can't catch it. Um, are you talking to me or Eric? Are you talking to me or Eric? Cause we both have scraggly excuses for beards. Um, yeah, see, my, my, <laughs> my, my, my beard. Hey, Epi. Uh, my beard, which um, my, Oh my God, it's been, I've been growing this shit in now. Uh, since 2016, so it's going to be five years soon. Um, yeah, that's pretty scraggly then for a five year. Yeah, beard, but, that's yeah well, here's the, well, here's the problem. It's so fucking gray. You don't. It doesn't really show up. My hair. When I cut my hair, it comes out and just like it looks <laughs> like it has color now, but it comes out and it's just. 
Uh, my just, has density. Uh, look at it this way. I'm a little older than you. Just look at everything that happens to me and realize that's your destiny about two or three years. Because oh, same Jesus. same thing happened. All the gray, boom, look at this thing. This well, turned right, gray the last five years. This know, is all gray up here. It's, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, but it doesn't look gray when it's on my head as much as when you cut it. And then it just... But yeah, I wanted to grow the uh, the you know the the the, the man ponytail. That was mm -hmm. my goal, and uh, I tried it for like six months when I retired. Yeah, and then I realized that I was just just looking like uh, only marginally better than the man bun. Yeah, it's. Uh, I was bad. looking like an unkempt hippie. <laughs> and uh, New York has enough of a homeless problem. They don't yeah. need you to be yeah, warping homeless. I didn't need to add to it. I mean, no. even with the hair. Quite that uncontent, uh, uh, horrible. Uh, I was being offered senior discounts at <laughs> when I was I, taking so my. I didn't ask for mine. Dang it! I forgot to ask mine for not tonight too. Slotsky's has a senior discount. I absolutely forgot. So anyway, all personal aside, we're here uh, talk gaming in 2021. I, I I had thrown out some couple of topics, a couple of things I wanted to cover, and um, since we don't have a guest this week, although we are pretty firm on a guess next week that I want to make sure we're 100% firm on before we announce it. Um, well, here, we can just say in the future, we are sure you will see X and maybe Y. Oh, sure. Okay. Well, we do have yeah. Skeeter Green on the on the schedule, and he has said he can't wait to come on our show. Skeeter's awesome. Awesome, dude. He does the GDZ podcast with Zach, but Zach's been blue-balling him lately, so he's been doing it by himself, so we have offered to do a simulcast since he he tried to steal our night and he's moved to Wednesday nights. So in the future we will we will have Skeeter um, and you, who do we, we've got a couple other people, don't we? Uh, you talk to uh, um, is Tim a, a, a Tim Schwartz. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I've spoken to Tim about stealing Tim for uh, Joe and I because we gained with him, but you've never actually got the chance nope. to. Sit. All right, we got. I have not. We're gonna have to like make Tim, uh, you know, he's gonna be a hot commodity. We'll have to bounce him between the two. But uh, yes, we're, we're we we have a list we're working off of. We got a few people here. Um, any, if anybody wants to see somebody, let us know because you know if you just go the people that Eric and I know, we can hit a ton of people. But these are people that we know. We, we would like you know if you want to get us out of our, we talked last year about getting out of our comfort zone a little bit. And having people that we don't personally know, and so or don't personally like, like Ken Whitman, no, no, and and, and, there, and there's a couple of reasons. Ken. But yeah, I'd, love, well, I'd love to have Ken on the show; it'd be hilarious for me. But it, it, well, it, 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 it would <laughs> actually, you know, it would be because I would just go. So Ken, I'm still waiting for the FBI to show up at my house. Whatever happened to that? Did you miss? <laughs> did you misplace your imaginary FBI? Because I had my imaginary donuts and coffee waiting for them. And, and they just never showed up. See, the, uh, the, this attempt to draw you off sides, and it works, because all you have to do is mention the devil's name, and he appears. So for, so Facebook user random, guys, hello, Sean, uh, you succeeded. You drew Eric off sides by just throwing out the, the Ken's name. So congratulations. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> but we, we have – but I was – I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just saying we, we, have, we, have, we, have, we have an expanded ensemble that we're working on. Yeah. We have a lot of. I'd love to be on your show, but not a commitment as to exactly when. We do. Or we have people that we know we've spoken to in the past before we had the show, and they were always like, 
oh, I love doing podcasts. I'd love to be on with you guys. And, and we know that we can have them. But the whole thing is hitting the time and saying, "All right, let's 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 do this." And right. of course, we got to work for the total on the TotalCon uh, schedule because we're going to have four nights. That's the last week in February. I think last weekend. Uh, oh, second, no, second to last. Weekend. Second to last. I'm sorry. So look at my calendar here. I have a calendar this year. Um, second, yes, you're right. Second to last weekend. Um, we're definitely so. I'm on the TotalCon website and. The only guests so far are Frog God Games people, Matt Finch, Zach Glazer, Bill Webb. So we we may be Frog God all the time. No, certainly there'll be more guests by then. But um, yes. yes, those are all people we can definitely have. Uh, Zach Glazer's attention whore. He'll come on here whenever. Um, we, of course, we'd love to talk to Matt or Bill if they want to come on too. But but yeah, we're, we're, we're going to try to do – hopefully we'll be able to expand a little more. Hopefully – Total Con's guest list will expand in the next month, and we'll be able to pick for some from some more people. But uh, we do have a we have a we have a list. Uh, you know, that's one thing about going to cons, like Eric and I have the last few years, and just being involved in uh, me running a con is you do run it, you do meet all these yeah. people, and and you they do. kind of, yeah, and so that's great because and you become pals with some of them. You're like, hey, you know, you can I can count on you to come on the show. Like, yeah, no problem. And you know, so some of, some of them you know better than others. Obviously, some become you know some are just people you shake hands with and say hi to at cons and then other people you actually talk to off the air. And I, I mean, it's just funny. Cause I mean, I, there, I give a million examples, but like, you know, I, I can like call up Alan hammock now and talk to him. I mean, right. can you imagine telling me that in 1980, like, yo, you know what? You'll be able to just to be on a first name basis with Alan, Ham you know, Alan just call Al up and just talk about something. I mean, that's just nuts. That's nuts. And, but yeah, that's, that's how luckily we have these connections now, so we could get some of these people on. Which, by by the way, Mister Hammock, I'm hoping we can get him on. Uh, oh he's, God, he's, he's, he's an absolute hoot, absolute hoot. So hopefully, we can get him on next. But yeah, we'll we're, we we got some pretty good people to choose from. But if you have any ideas, oh gosh, Kevin Symbietta, that no, we're not we're not going to deal with that. No, Kevin would never say yes to me. <laughs> I the yeah, oh, oh, I'll be like. So, so Kevin, about the, the uh, Robotech tactics team that people got fucked over on. Um, you, actually, you know, Mike, you know who we should try to uh, get on the show, if only because um, he's act I, I, he's actually called me on my cell phone, and I didn't even realize who it was for the first like thirty seconds because I heard the name. I said, "What's my son's name?" And I don't know too many people named Chris. But this isn't my son. So who the fuck is this? And I was driving at the time. Um, Chris Clark. Oh, Chris Clark be great. Yeah, he would. He would definitely come on. He's he owes me money anyway. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, Chris. Chris is great too, and he would. He would. Yeah, he'd be awesome. There, there's guys like that that we know that would. You know, some people you know, you're like, okay, do you really want to have this guy on the show? I mean. I know Errol Otis really well. I don't think he would fit on the show very good because he does. He knows nothing about anything current going on in gaming. He runs that guy has his own little world. He's awesome, but he is not, and he's he's very introverted. Um, those you know, great guy, but we want to have the guys that are gonna, they're they're going to get out there and just you know, and just light it up. Like like oh, by the way, and happy birthday to Skeeter Green. Today's his birthday, I believe. I believe today's his birthday. I don't um, think Peter got birthdays. I just thought he was. Uh, he just he was, he was yeah, hacked something. And you know that was just that was, <laughs> you know, that was Peter. Um, uh, Liz Danforth. I, I I don't know Liz personally. I do know uh, a number 
of the uh, people involved with tunnels and trolls on different levels. And they, we do reach out to each other back and forth. Maybe uh, we can uh, knock something down from there at some point. That would be actually uh, anyone from Gamma's Hall of Fame. I, you know what? I, I'd actually have to see who's on Gamma's Hall of Fame. I'm looking up right now. I, I thought a lot of them were deceased, so I don't know how that's going to help us. Probably. Um, uh, let's see who. What, what else here? Steve or David Chenault? You know what? I oh, would Chenault's like. Would be great. Yeah. I, I I would love to talk with the Chenaults, and I would love. Uh, I, mean, I don't need you know strict details, but I'd love to get some of the backstory. As to how they became the saviors of um, the gold piece or gold piece productions uh, dungeon from uh, Benoit and Ernie, because they literally are the saviors of that. I'd love to get a little bit of the backstory. Usually, there's that stuff you're not going to get the full backstory, but I'd love to get little bits and pieces that you might hear at a convention. So that that would be uh, spot on. Most of his guests, list, you know, I know a lot of these people. Uh, Janelle Jaquez, uh, Monty Cook. Um, gosh, I mean, some of these people we, uh, I don't know. Lisa Stevens, Jonathan Tweet. Uh, oh, there's uh, Ken St. Andre. I didn't know he was in the Hall of Fame, uh, Gamma Hall of Fame. Um, Jolly Blackburn. Jolly would be fun to have on. Uh, R.A. Salvador. Jolly would be a lot of fun. Yeah, John Kovalik, um, Peter Atkinson. These, these are out. David Cook, these guys are out of our price range. <laughs> Margaret Weiss, I'd love to. Tracy Hayden, yeah. yeah, sure. Tracy, come on. Uh, Larry Elmore, you know, Larry Elmore would be great. Um, <clears throat> Jeff Grubb, here. I'll throw my hat in yeah. the ring. Oh, if you want okay. to see, we get Jeff, yeah. If, if you want to see me speechless in my, uh, you know, on my own show, let's get Jeff Grubb and I can I, I, and I can reenact uh, North Texas RPG Con from like five years ago. <laughs> By the way, Jeff gave me a shout out this week too, so I, I had a little, I was feeling good about myself. He he, um, he, he, I forgot he was one of the judges this year on the five, the three casts award, the annual oh, OSR okay. award we give out. And he, uh, he pimped the award on his page and pimped our con. So he's, he, we were going to have him at the con this year until COVID. So hopefully, um, that's what I'm hoping with all the vaccines going out. You know, the most vulnerable members of society are, are pretty much most of the people on our special guest list. So I'm hoping if they're first in line to get their shots, which they should be, uh, they'll be ready to roll by June. That, that should be. That should be great. Um, so yeah, hopefully Jeff will be ready to come back to the con at some point. So uh, uh, I, better than Sean Fannin, which I'm sure. Uh, and I, I just don't get me wrong. <laughs> I get along well with Sean now, but we had a bit of a tiffing history. And I'm sure, knowing our audience, the uh, in the live chat, they'd be like. Ask him about. Oh, when... I would have no problem having Sean Patrick fan. And by the way, if we want, if he wanted to come on, I would have no problem with Sean. We don't talk. The thing I... is, we don't do politics or stuff like that. We just talk current events anyway. So we can have these people that may be quote unquote controversial. They're not really controversial right. for us because we're not going to cover any controversial subjects except that, you know, what did Watsy fuck up this week? And, you know, that stuff like that. I mean, you know, it's. So yeah, a lot of those guys aren't. We don't have to ask the quote unquote uncomfortable questions because that's not what we're about. We're about just hitting, right. sitting here talking gaming, you know, talking what we're you know 
what's going on in the industry and just what's your experience with this? This happened, you know, what do you think's going on over here? And that, that's right. all we do. So, if we, so, so, you know, if we did get him, I don't want anybody in the fucking peanut gallery going, <laughs> Hey, can you talk to us about how iconic Gareth Sharka is in the industry? <laughs> um, because you know, that, that, that might just be uncomfortable. Mm. And that with that, that might not be good. We don't do uncomfortable. We're very, we're very comfortable. We don't do uncomfortable. Well, that's that's why we both. Unless you're, uh, unless you're somebody that's fucking around in the game industry, then we're just going to laugh at you and so, make fun of you yeah. and encourage others to do so. Too. Sure. That's, that's, speaking that's of which, speaking of which, we we had a we had a fun uh, Facebook post we found this week. Um, that Eric Thank posted about. I always did a spit take on my keyboard, and it's bad enough that my cat. Yeah, we always wonder what happens to Ken because we don't hear about Ken anymore. Ken's got a low profile, baby. He is low profile at this yes. point. Yes. So uh, this was uh, Marcus King. Now, I actually had uh, more than one person reach out to me and say, Is Marcus King one of the alts for Ken? No, he's a real no. human being. He's, well, he's, he's been in the game person. industry for a long time. Yeah. He, used to, he used to sell on eBay quite a bit. Uh, I don't think he does eBay as much as he used to. Um, for a, I mean, a long time. I mean, I'm, we're talking 20 years ago. I mean, he's been in the industry a long, long time. Marcus King has. And, and Marcus in the past has mentioned why he has such an affinity uh, uh, for our favorite, uh, my, my favorite grifter. Um, alleged grifter. Sorry, alleged. I want to put that word alleged in. A lot of us, you know, can threaten me with so many legal actions. Oh boy, in the past. I'm, I'm sure he's waiting for another chance. So, I can say that Ken is an alleged thief and alleged scammer, <laughs> and alleged grifter. Just put a legend there. We're okay. Yeah, personally, <laughs> I think he's a fucking asshole. I don't need to put allegedly on that one. That's my personal opinion. There you go, doesn't hold much weight, but. This is from Mark. Again, Mike was nice enough to point this out to me. Mike made you made my 2021 with this one, Mike. <laughs> well, thank so, you. This, this, this is the most humorous bullshit that I've read all year. So to close out 2020, because you know you want to close out on a high note, Marcus wrote the following December 31st, 2020, 6 54 p.m. So he could have been in his bottle. I'm thinking, yeah, that could be an early New Year's Eve celebration. That post, could be, I'm hoping. Okay. So, oh, and, and, and by the way, uh, if, if, if you are under the age of 18, close your ears for a second. This is what I refer to jerking somebody off. All right. Seldom do I have a conversation with someone who is clearly more knowledgeable on a topic, any topic than I. So right now you're talking about how fucking amazing you are. And now, because you're fucking amazing, yeah. you know, you're that 165 IQ. You're going to now make somebody 166 IQ. Uh, I can hold my own is what I'm saying. Tonight I had a two-hour conversation with, not Ken, by the way, because Whit. No. Ken doesn't Whit like this. Ken's gone. We have Whit Whitman now. Ken Ken probably has multiple lawsuits against him. So that oh. that you know that alias must leave. Um, and he was telling me about things on which I had literally no concept of. 
Uh, now, we could delve into what that could possibly be. Uh, scamming on Kickstarters, possibly, could be a topic that could have come up. Um, how to, oh, I don't know, uh, run a print-on-demand company and be unable to actually uh, deliver books in a timely fashion that can stand up to being opened up. Um, how to allegedly... Uh, have a license for a collectible card game that may or may not have been built on a franchise that 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 is Scottish in nature with immortals with swords, um, and print your own rares. Mm-hmm. You have the license, but you print your own rares. Sure. So now you can sell the rares in a secondary market because you're making as many rares as you want. You didn't put them in bags, right? Not saying that's what happened. I'm just saying I have heard such stories, so it is alleged. But uh, I was impressed with his immersive knowledge and vision. Now, if you are not scared right now, I'm a scared. Okay, now I'm going to turn like you know Mario. I'm a scared when he says immersive knowledge and vision, because that means to to my eyes that Ken has a new project that he plans on coming up with. Mm-hmm. And he's, I, yes. And he's, uh, he pitched it to Marcus and Marcus said, that's the most amazing idea I've ever, I've ever heard of. That'll, that'll work with. Yeah. Ken oh, by the slash- way, just so you all know, when Ken made the, alleg- I guess when Ken made the claim, he didn't even, when Ken said, uh, not necessarily under oath, but on his Kickstarter page that, Hey, I'm cranking out pencils. Literally, I got a pencil press. Didn't know they made those. But he had a pencil press to print in the dice numbers on his pencils. And Marcus was like, yes, I bought it for him so he can fulfill his Kickstarter. Nobody got those fucking pencils. But in any case, Marcus says, I gained IQ points from this conversation. (laughs) Not since maybe grade school did I learn so much in one day. So apparently, um, Marcus has not done much learning since sixth grade. Maybe he did not progress on to high school. Maybe he did not go on to, um, I I don't know, finishing his primary education. Uh, Damn, dude, thanks for the schooling. And, of course, my favorite part of this whole thing, no Whitman bashing on my wall. Thanks for being my friend, dude. <laughs> Holy shit. What a wank fest, man. What a... Oh, my God. I'm sorry, but... Uh, you can't... I mean, it's bad enough when Ken tells stories about himself to make himself look great and amazing. Um, and then how he ran Gen Con... And how Gen Con is the success it is now because of Jen's amazing work. Jen's? Ken's amazing work uh, back in the aughts. But uh, no. No, Ken, I don't think that you, that, that was you. Yep. So yeah. I, I, I've been neglecting the comments, by the way. <laughs> I, I don't, Marcus you know, Mark- this kind of thing, I just, I just, like, I just roll my eyes because this is, you know, it's, it's, it's usually, it's the, Look, it's just it's just business as usual for for all, for everybody involved, and I just this kind of thing I look at, laugh at, and scroll on. It does it just doesn't even affect me anymore because I'm like you know, 
Ken's delusional if he thinks he's ever going to get a foot back in this industry again. Mark is delusional if he thinks that, you know, he's going to help Ken ever get, I, I don't know. You know, I you mean, unless he's auctioning off stuff on, on uh, Marcus's auctions, he's, he's not, he's not going to get back in this industry unless it's, even a look, even the alias, the guy's not get back in the industry. Everybody knows knows what he looks like and who he is at this point. He's, right. he's, right. he's not he's not sneaking back in. So he's too big to sneak back in. That's the thing. Ken's yeah. a big fucking guy. Now the recent uh, bruja over Ken was Ken announcing that he miraculously found the missing footage for the Nights at the Dinner Table live action series. And he was looking for Jolly and Company at Kenzer mm -hmm. to renew his license, to give him a new license to produce in the Knights of the Dinner Table live action series mm -hmm. so he could deliver the package that yeah, he promised. Now, um, I'm going to spitball this. I'm going to make a hypothetical, but follow me here. Um, hypothetically, Ken has never promised to do anything that wasn't going to benefit him. So if he was going to be doing this project, you can be damn well sure he planned on making new money off it because all the old money was pissed away. But he'd already claimed in court that it went up in smoke or flames when the, his friend's barn burned down when the cow knocked over the lantern. Oh, wait, that was Chicago. In any, <laughs> in any case, I, 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 I venture off too far. But So Ken claimed that he had the, the video. Well, apparently, my understanding is he did not find uh, the high-quality video. He found, like, I don't know, the low-quality, uh, I'm editing shit on my iPad, uh, you know, version. So he did not find anything that, that Charlie and Co. didn't already have. So I have not heard anything about Ken getting a license. So who knows what this new alleged scam is going to be. Uh, I don't. Bob, what did you miss? Look, look uh, you know, honestly, I'm about at, at this point, you know, I mean, he, Ken's done something I, I could never do. He, he's been he's been in a few TV shows as a as a background actor because he's 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 a big, mean looking dude. Why not just roll with that? You know, you could get you could work for a long time being the be the big mean dude in the back of any number of TV shows. Just just do that. Stay away from gaming industry. We don't want you back. You can't get back anyway. I mean, just just go off and be the big mean dude in the back of NCIS and you know Law you and Order, get, whatever you know, non-speaking roles. Of course, that's all he's ever had, and and just do well, that. He, and, you know, collect a few bucks here and there, and you know, well, that, that would the, be perfectly good career. He was the security guard suit in the MacGyver reboot, one of the episodes. Uh huh. See there. That, that gets teased and, and <laughs> put down, which I hate to say. I mean, it, that's but something I, you and I, you and I are never going to do. That I mean, that's something he's done that we're never going to do. We, we're never going to be background in a in a major you know network show. So just go do that. Go, go that seems like something he, you'd be good at. Go do that. Go be in the background of um, uh, talk, Walking Dead. You know, what, I don't know what else he did. He did a couple of little cameo things. Go do that and just you know wander around Hollywood for a while, and maybe somebody will see you and. You'll be the background of Eddie Murphy movie or something. You'll be standing there looking mean, you know. Maybe talking. That's your talent. That seems to be your talent. That's a great, you know. That's more than I could ever do because I, I don't ever want to do that. So you can do that. I don't have the size or the gravitas to 
do that. And then maybe you can scam somebody in Hollywood. Hollywood, look, Hollywood is filled with really stupid people. I, one of my best friends that I grew up with is an attorney, and he lives in L.A. And every once in a while when he comes back in town, he tells me the stories about how absolutely moronic most actors are and actresses. I mean, we're talking, you know, 80 IQ. At the you know just, just, I mean some are smart now we're not saying all actors are stupid but a lot of them are really really stupid you could hook get hooked on with one of those maybe get a security detail job or you know I mean you never know I mean you never know my my, my youngest brother uh, worked at a cigar company called Lone Wolf Cigars that um was owned by uh, Jim Belushi and Chuck Norris and another actor I can't remember and they're perfectly great guys but the people they had working for them were basically one level above Ken Whitman in terms of being scammers and, and sleazy human beings. I mean, uh, one, level, should, wait, one level above is that one level worse. Well, they would wear a suit. I mean, yeah, well, no, oh, they, 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 they were like, they, they would like, be, you know, yeah, they were a little better. Uh, they, they had one, I think, I can't remember if it was Chuck Norris's or, or Jim Belushi's um, promotional agent, but he would, he would walk into the cigar company and just fill his pockets with cigars and leave. I mean, and they go, um, we need to know you don't really have what? <laughs> I mean, this isn't a free cigar store for the employees of people who work for Jim Belushi and and Chuck Norris. Right, right, and you right, would tell right. me this guy that probably made, I don't know, half a million dollars a year, maybe a million dollars a year. He felt like it was his right to go into the, the, the cigar store, fill his pocket with cigars and walk out and say, thanks, guys. See you late. See you next month. So and really, they, is there any difference between that and like Printing your own rares of Highlander cards. Oops. Well, he wore a suit. He wore a suit and and drove a nice car. I, I don't think Ken did that. So he, that's what I'm saying. He's one step Ken, above. One Ken, drove one step nice above. Ken drove a nice car when it got loaned to him as as a test drive for he claims uh, for like three weeks before oh, I had to get okay. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so these, these back years. go to Hollywood, you'll fit in perfectly well. That they're all backstabber, liars, weirdos. You, you that's gonna be that. Well, that sounds like know. a great career for you, man. Go go do that, and leave, please leave us alone. We have enough problems in the gaming industry. <laughs> Actually, the gaming industry right now doesn't necessarily have a lot of problems. I mean, the worst problems we have are or are Watsy doing dumb things. If that's the worst, the gaming yeah. industry got right now, hey, that's that's not too bad. And I think Watsy is kind of learning that uh, their best way to not fuck things up is to keep their mouths shut. And just- <laughs> well, it, it's the holidays. Not a lot's going on over the holidays. Um, we, you know, we're, we're looking at, it's going to be an interesting year because you're looking for a soft reopen of, I think, of most conventions. And I think they're being very cautious about what conventions are going to appear at, what they're going to run. Uh, games at or tournaments at so that uh, they're being real quiet right now they probably got a lot of plans i'm sure they have tons of plans for 2021 um but you know th- these a lot of these companies they use conventions this is this is how they promote their work and without any conventions in 2020 um it was tough for companies even a company as big as watsy to really you know get a lot of buzz going for a lot of their stuff um yeah and so i, I think that it's really a big deal to these companies when conventions come back. Cause that's when you start talking about stuff. That's when you start playing the games. That's when they start getting feedback about their games. That's when you are able to, you know, I mean, 
Eric's been to conventions like me a lot. You can get a lot of feel for what's going on by just walking convention floor and seeing what's selling, what's selling out, what people are talking mm-hmm. about. I mean, just just walk in the, the the convention, the the floor in the vendor room, and just talk to the different people. You you'll figure out what's what's. I mean, that's how we first knew that Pathfinder 2.0 was a, oh, to to say a disaster because oh, well, we Starfinder. We oh, Starfinder before, before that. that, yeah, yeah, Starfinder before that. You you heard people going. I opened this book up and, 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 and what? This is not what I, you know, like, I, I, I feel like I got, I didn't say robbed, I didn't say gypped, but they, they did not feel like they were getting the value that they, they expected from it. And I think that covered over to uh, Pathfinder 2. And the same thing, we have Pathfinder 2.0. We, we were, we were at GaryCon the year they did the test. Um, uh, I'm sorry, I'm, uh, they, um, the, 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 the whatever the test run of Path 2.0, and people were coming to the, the vendor and going, Well, if I wanted to play 5e, I'd just play 5e. This is uh, this is terrible. And we're like, Really? Whoa, hey. And so, we we that's when we first heard that, Oh, this is doesn't sound good. The, the first returns were not good from no. Path 2.0, but we we but we learned that from you know, like I said, being in the being in the room and talking to people that actually you know, test drove the system and talking to people that played in it and. And so, right. yeah, th- 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 that's what you know. Watsy, I mean, these these companies, I think they they probably did okay during COVID crisis, but they they need to get out back out there on the floor and hear what people are talking about, what people want, what people are need, what people you know are playing. Um, so yeah, they're, they're they're very happy to see these conventions come back, and I think as the year goes on, we're gonna we'll hear a lot more from Watsy once they start getting a feel for is Gen really is Gen Con gonna happen or not? Is Origins gonna happen? Um, is PAX going to happen? Um, I, I don't know what what is a uh, Watsy's big con every year now. Is it? I know they don't do Gen Con as much, or they don't really care about Gen Con. Do they do PAX? Is it PAX or? I think it's uh, PAX. But I'll be honest with you, I couldn't. I don't know. They seem to have a pretty big, um, pretty big uh, footprint at PAX uh, South last year. Last January, it's been a year since I've been there. Uh, they had a pretty big footprint there. They had a lot of tournament stuff going on. So I, I don't know what their what their big con is. I know they stopped doing a lot of Gen Con stuff a few years back. Um, as a matter of fact, I don't think they get a booth at Gen Con anymore, which is pretty amazing. Um, or they don't get a big booth. They used to be because they used to sponsor Gen Con. That that was that right. was each sponsor was TSR and then Watsi. And then a few years back, they just they that wasn't what their bag was anymore. They're they're not doing it. So um, yeah, we'll see how this goes with uh, the new year and see what Watsi's up to. But I, I I wonder if they've made a couple of really boneheaded moves in the last few months. I mean, you you know, not everybody would think that. These are boneheaded moves. I mean, I, I this is just you and I looking at people's reaction, um, and we're mostly looking at it from the um, viewpoint of you know old school gamers, grognards, you know people that play for a long time. Uh, you know, I'm I'm sure a lot of younger people may just say, okay, well, you know, hey, you know, who cares? Uh, dwarves don't have level limits anymore, or, or uh, you know, female dwarves don't have strength limits. I don't care. You know, and, and I mean, honestly, I don't either, but. Right. There's a lot of old school people like, oh my God, that's we've done it this way forever. How did really. they change things? But you know, your game is still there and it's still look, we we, we got a session this Saturday. We 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 played um um we're playing Greg Gillespie's Highfell and we're doing our 15th session. And um 
you know, we, we use second edition, you know, because everybody has the books. That's what we used to play years ago. We have, you know, we have all the books. So we're just like, let's right. just play this. It's easy enough. It's a very easy version to learn. If somebody just wants to drop in, it's basically first edition dumbed down. I mean, pretty much. Um, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So we don't care what they do with 3.0 or 4.0 or 5.0 or whatever. It doesn't affect us. And our game hasn't changed. 2.0 hasn't changed. 1.0 hasn't changed. Third edition yeah. hasn't changed. None of these games have changed. The only thing that's changing is fifth edition. Yes, if you're an old school guy playing fifth edition and you like the way things used to be, I can understand why you might be upset if, you know, fifth edition starts changing up some of the basic tenets of the game. But anybody else, if you're upset about it, I don't get it i mean yeah and even that it really i guess and i'll be honest with you it should only upset you if you are stuck playing organized play if you're playing games at your own table and wizards of the coast says all right well uh orcs can now be lawful good and that orc tribe there could uh they're farmers now god i'm sounding like an oldest <laughs> they're farmers now all right. Picture that they farm, they no longer hunt, and they're vegetarians. If that's what Wizards of the Coast is saying now, and you're running at your own table, you can give them the big fu. It doesn't matter. But if you're playing in like the Adventurers League, now you got to change your perception of what an orc is or what you're going to expect because now your orcs are going to be, you know, yeah, but but, that, that, but that that's the but if that's the. But then that's your problem. If you're playing, then you don't play. Then if you don't like it, don't play in the Adventures League, or 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 write them an ugly letter and say I'm not playing in the Adventures League because of this. It shouldn't affect anybody playing any earlier edition of the game. And I, it just always blows my mind. I know, I know, I lose all my grognard cred when I say stuff like this, but it blows my mind when these old school guys get all bent out of shape about the latest Watsy weird mention. I mean, it doesn't. It shouldn't affect your game one bit. You know anything before fourth edition? It's it, it's not going to affect your game because you know, and even if you play fifth edition, unless you like you said, unless you play adventure league, it's still not going to affect your game because your home game is your home game. The T the Watsy police are not going to kick down your door and take your books and throw you in against the wall and cuff you and search you. You know, because uh, I used to have this joke. Do, with, we know some good lawyers. So. <laughs> when third edition came out twenty years ago, God, it's been twenty years, twenty one years ago. I remember online, this is, you know, back in the fledgling online days when they had AOL forums and stuff, people would get on there and just rant and how dare they change our game and how dare they just, and I said the same thing. The TSR police or Watson police are not going to come kick your door down and steal your second edition and first edition books and, and say, here's the way you have to play now and throw down a third edition book. They're, they're not going to because so you, you do what you want in your own game and, and worry. don't worry about everybody else. Don't worry about their games. If they want to play the way they want to play. I, I've almost gotten a knockdown drag out fight with a Grognar because I casually mentioned at a convention that we don't use level limits for, for demi humans. And we never had, we haven't since like 1985. I don't know. Right. And this was just the most egregious crime this guy had ever heard. Like, Oh my God. Well, that's the way Gary wrote it. And, and it's, it's for play balance. I said, and all the years I've had it, I haven't had one single player sit down and said, "Oh, I'm going to play a dwarf because all the playback." Because I, you know, this that I've had people play you. Well, nobody will ever play a human if you do that. I've had plenty of people play humans the last 25 years or 30 years of my campaigns. It, wow. it, you, you play what you want to play. You, you don't, you know, if you're sitting there min maxing 
numbers and stats. That's your problem. That's not my problem. That's that's let's your talk, issue. Let's talk about the elephant in the room, though. How many campaigns legitimately got past seventh or eighth level anyway? Legitimately. <laughs> no, I'm, not talk, I'm not talking about the campaigns where you said, all right, well, next campaign, because this is taking too long. Every every session you go up one level. All right, yeah, you know what? You're gonna see name level characters in that situation. But if you're counting expo, if you're counting, if you're counting the expo and you're following the DMG and you're awarding XP along Gary's way, which was unless you're perfectly playing your alignment and everything else, you're basically getting your XP cut. Um, there's no fucking way. Uh, anybody's walking out. Remember, your, your XP's coming from gold and treasure, and unless you have like infinite bags of holding, you're you're not bringing out that treasure enough to the point where right. you're so usually campaigns either die from one of two things: a TPK or under the weight of Monty Hallism. That's my experience. I don't know. Or just you know, like I've had a, all the years I've been playing since 1978. We had. The original character campaign, the original character we had, they got to be about 15th level. But we played that campaign on and off for probably almost 20 years. Um, I had another campaign, an Undermountain campaign that lasted about two and a half years straight through. Those characters got really high level. Um, I want to say there was one more campaign we ran where characters got pretty high level. But you're right. Every other campaign usually dies of attrition. It's usually not a big deal. It's because people don't show up one week. I had an online campaign that ran for two years, and we religiously met every weekend. And then something happened, and we met. We missed one weekend. And then one of the members got sick, and he couldn't play. And it just kind of snowballed. And next thing you know, it's like, oh, we've been playing for two and a half, two years online, and we, we haven't, been, we, we're not playing anymore. You know, that's, that's usually what happens. Yeah, no, no, you don't get happens. the high level. You don't get to super high level most of the time. And it's just, you're right. Cause the sweet spot of this game is on. I mean, I love low level adventure. I think that's the sweet to me, my favorite adventures as a DM and a player are, are levels one through three, one through five. The sweet spot is probably levels maybe three through seven, three through nine, but past ninth level, you're right. It's really tough to get if you're playing old school methods. It's really tough to get the XP to go up enough levels. And plus, at that point, there's the game does not scale very well. I'm sorry, it no, does not. It, it does. Scale. And wizards become extremely powerful after about twelfth level. Once they start getting, you know, fifth and sixth level spells, they become extremely powerful. And fighters can't really keep up. I mean, fighters are, are yes, they're powerful, but they can't keep up with mages. Um, no, they're, they're just. Their their hit point buffers is what they are. Yeah, they're and so it, it doesn't scale well for higher levels, and then you end up having to do kind of what TSR did with the immortals rules and the and the masters rules and stuff. You have to okay, you're going to be fighting gods now, or you're basically becoming a demi god because you you can't go adventure in a dungeon anymore. There's there's too many. There's too many things in a, in a mage's bag of tricks to do any kind of conventional dungeon. I, I I went with a guy. I I knew a guy that ventured, and whenever he, <laughs> whenever he did a tournament, he always asked if Passwall was a spell he could get, <laughs> because Passwall is the biggest cheat spell of all time. Yes, he, he knew it, and so he'd get five Passwalls, and the guys, what are you doing? Like, eh, you just wait and see. <laughs> and sure enough, they'd run an counter like, well, you can't get past this door. Pass wall, pass wall, pass wall, pass wall. Boom! You're you know you're in the we're in the room. Whoa! I gotta check in my notes and see if that's allowed. You know, unless they specifically said spells don't work on the wall. So yes, right. A lot becomes, of times they would have to say that. Yes. Oh, this is a uh, certain spells just don't work here. Right, and that's yeah, they you, to, you, you got to talk about the exceptions. 
which is basically uh, yeah. a cheat. It's a cheat. You know, yeah. you're you're saying, okay, you know, because I always like those. Ed Greenwood always used to do this. He would write a dungeon that, okay, well, you can't turn this undead because they were they're wearing this certain necklace. I'm like, well, if all the undead in this dungeon were a certain necklace, then why not? every undead in the world because apparently it's really easy to make <laughs> because yeah. if you're hanging on skeletons and zombies so that that's kind yeah, of a cheat Hong Kong. <laughs> yes you can't turn undead in here because of the evil is too powerful in here you know like well okay well why does that just happen everywhere i mean evil is pretty powerful everywhere pretty powerful it is yeah you know uh, david said something earlier i wanted to get to he said that, which I, uh so we can talk about this i think the problem with watsy making these changes is that it sets the standard for future dini players I don't disagree with that, but once again, that still shouldn't affect your game if you're playing 2E or 1E. And if somebody comes from 5E to 2E and they say, and you okay, well, we got this, is this, well, whoa, 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 hold on. That's not how Watsy does it now. You still have the power of your own campaign. I mean, your, your own campaign is your your god over your own world. I mean, that's that's every dungeon master's yeah. dream, right? Is this is my world. This is what happened. If you say that, for instance, in my world, all elves are extremely warlike. They don't believe in art or poetry or singing. They build weapons. They build swords. They're engaged in this in this lifelong battle against barbarians to the north. And so these these they're constantly at war. So th th that's that's what I've decided my elves are. So if you come in and say, well, my elf, no, 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 no. I, I don't like that. I, you know, my elves. He wants to to dance around the forest and sing poetry and this and that. Well, you know what's going to happen? Next time he runs to a, a, a group of elves, they're going to beat the shit out of him <laughs> and say, hey, Pansy, what are you doing? We need to we need to be fighting over here. What are you doing singing songs? in the you know, So you make your own world. You, you create your own world. And so if somebody comes to your campaign from another campaign and says, well, this is the way Watsy does it, you just stare at them and say, so? I mean, Watsy, once again, the Watsy police aren't showing up to make sure I play the way Watsy wants me to play. So I, I understand that future gamers may think like that, but when they come to your world, your world should be your world. And, and I know people have used excuse in the past that, well, if I play it this way, nobody will play in my campaign. Because and that, and I understand that because I I've I've had people say that before, like, yeah, you know, I really want to play this, but nobody will play it like way. That's what's so great about online gaming, guys. You can find oh, yeah. people online that will play anyway, and and you'll find the exact people play the exact way you want to play. Um, so I understand that, David, but I, I don't, you know, I don't think it's a huge problem. I, I think it's something you, you know, yeah, it sucks that that they feel like they have to add those kind of rules in there, but it yeah. still it still doesn't affect your campaign. No, I, I now in in the uh, the live chat, somebody brought up Critical Role giving false expectations for, to players, and I think that's probably more of an issue for those that are coming to tabletop gaming from watching the streams of Critical Role, which I honestly, I am not very good at watching a regular live play or listen to a regular live play. Um, and I, I look at Critical Role as and no offense to anybody who's participated in Critical Role, but it looks like a bunch of self-important douchebaggers <laughs> Uh, showing no how, offense. No offense okay, but how great you can act and, and improvise and I am an artiste. It's all you know voice what? actor, but it's it's a it's yeah. a whole game. Look, it's it's a group, it's not real. I know this sounds dumb, it's not a reality show, folks. It's a bunch of voice actors, they do rehearse, 
I don't, you know, critical role doesn't bother me at all. Now, yes, there are terrible expectations because I have actually heard people enter a game and get mad and say, this isn't like critical role. Nobody's like critical role. Do I can't. Oh God. What's the guy that runs critical? Role? I, he's, he just flew out of my head. I can't remember the guy's name. That was um, probably for the best. Oh my God. Uh, guys, look, he, he does a great job. What he does, he does a great job. What he does, it's not D and D. You know what he's doing is not D and D, but it's great. It's, it's, it's the Starbucks effect. It's like five E. The popular stuff, five E. You should be happy. It's the Starbucks effect. It brings more people in the hobby. Who cares how they get in here? Once they get in here and they sit into four or five games and realize not everybody plays like Critical Role. Actually, nobody plays like Critical Role. They'll either right. accept it and say, "Well, this is still fun," or they'll say, "Well, I, this is what I thought," and they'll leave. I mean, there's nothing you can do about that. You know, Matt Mercer. Thanks, Sean. I've uh, actually met Matt, nice, super nice guy. I mean, I don't act like I know the guy. I met him for five minutes, um, eating pizza with him. But I mean, yeah, super nice guy, and you know, you guys all the more power to what he does. I mean, he he found a niche and he filled it, and great for him. But you know, nobody plays like that. That's not a real TNT game. What he's doing there, you it, know, Critical Role is uh, it's visual and audio entertainment but it's not there to reenact how a game session is because i'll be honest with you i i I mean i am an avid gamer i love my gaming i've been gaming since i was 12 or 13 i love to be a participant i love to be a gm you know what i don't like to do i don't like to watch fucking games (laughs) i'm not not i'd rather hear their stories about their games because then they embellish and they tell you the exciting parts but when you're an observer most of a game session is boring as fucking hell because you're not involved in it. That's why Critical Role has to do what they do because they want you to come back. They It's a product. Critical sure. Role is as much a product as the product they are showcasing. And it's just that D&D is the tool. That's all it is. Um, no, and, and, you're absolutely, and you're absolutely right. Yeah, here we go. Good, Professional good, wrestling good, version of that's exactly what I was thinking too. It's exactly what it is. It, it's, it, but you know, it, look, it, it's great for the hobby. It brings people in. I, I was sitting at a live presentation of Acquisitions Incorporated, which is kind of a, it's, I would say it's a spinoff of Critical Role, but it's not really a spinoff. It was an independent thing of its own, but it's the same thing. Acquisitions Incorporated is basically same the same thing. And I sat at a live presentation of it at PAX South last year. And we're in an auditorium packed full of people, something you won't see for a while. And um, I am just – everybody is rapidly watching these guys play D&D as Jeremy Crawford's running the game. And and they it was entertaining as hell. It was funny. Everybody was laughing and just – and the situations you get – I mean, yes, they rolled dice, but you could tell – whatever they rolled didn't really matter. If it was a critical fail or a critical, if it was a critical success, they were still, everything was still going to go on the railroad. Right. You know, but, but it was, you know, it was having a great time. What am I going to argue with that? And go out there grouchy and bitchy. Like, well, that's not how a D&D game really is. Who cares? They were, they were having a great time. It was fun. It was like you said, it was very entertaining because let's face it. D&D has a lot of, so we, okay. So, when I run my sessions every whatever once a month or right. twice a month, the first thing I do is everybody gets in there and you get your character sheets. Okay, your character sheet's been updated. 
okay, you're in town. What do you want to do when you're in town? So the first 30 minutes are boring as fuck. It's them going, okay, we're going to go to the apothecary. What potions does he have? I roll on the random chart. He has this, this, and this. Okay, I'm going to buy that. Uh, oh, and, and last uh, adventure, we have some basilic legs, this, that. I'm going to sell it to him. Okay, here's how much he gives you. Then they go to the church, and they buy some healing stuff. Then they go to the mystic society, and they buy – I mean, it's boring as hell. You would never role play that out. If you were doing a critical role or acquisitions incorporated, but that's no. how most TD campaigns go. It's the first 15, 30, 20, 30 minutes. You're, you're getting all your guys ready to roll and you're getting, you know, all your stuff. Do you got your henchmen fixed up? You know, what's been going on in the town? You know, do you, uh, one of the guys, they always go by the money lender because the money lender knows everything going on in the town. They ask him what's going on. Sometimes he has adventure hooks, you know, sometimes he's just saying, Oh, well, this guy is supposedly doing this and this guy over here. And, but you don't roll. You wouldn't put that on a critical roll broadcast. My God, I'm gonna fall asleep. It'd be boring, you know, boring, boring as hell. Yeah, we go into the to the general goods store. Do you have any fifty foot rope? No, I I've got some twenty five. I mean, who wants to role play that on a on I've a only show? got forty nine feet. But I need fifty. <laughs> I've only got forty nine. I can tie two twenty fives together. Oh, I okay, could, you know, I could unbraid it for you and then turn it into uh, ninety eight feet of rope. But it would only hold half the strength. I mean, last wow. time they had a, the last time we played, we actually was entertaining because they're they're raising these things called biacs that are flying yaks, and they're and they're trying to breed them to sell them. And they left these two guys in charge of it. They really don't know what they're doing, and they hadn't checked in with them for about five or six sessions. So I I ran off that as a DM. It's like, oh, well, let's check in with those guys. Well, it turned out the money they've been giving, they've been spending on food and clothing and partying, and they haven't been spending right. any money on racing buyouts. But, but I simply it's because they haven't been paying attention to the guys. And so we had a pretty funny five minute conversation with the guys as they try as they as they well, we gave you five thousand gold pieces. What'd you spend it on? Well, let me see. I bought some clothes, uh, and then I got. <laughs> Hookers and blow. Yeah, pretty much. That's oh. what it, it was pretty much hookers and blow. They're like, oh, my God, what do we do? So that was funny and entertaining. That would have been funny. But yeah, other than that, that, it's usually really boring. And, you know, it, and it doesn't necessarily translate. Like, like, no. like says, I don't get the appeal of watching other people play d and no. Which I, is I, why I, when you're watching these shows, they're not really playing D&D. Exactly. They're, they're yep. telling a story. Right. Okay. It's the story that's the entertainment. The the mechanics of the game are there just to be there. Uh, Tribal, thanks for nice for joining us. Now, before we we could delve on, I, I we could rant about this for. Oh a my minute. God! But here, I I want I, I want to touch on something because uh, according to N World, this is a big thing. What are publishers doing for New Game Master Month now? It's New Game Master Month. Yahoo! Yahoo! Who? Now, I never knew there was a new Game Master Month. So I went to newgamemastermonth.com. And since I am, I often do this, I'm like, oh, well, let me check out the Alexa ranking. No data. 17 sites linking in. No data. Well, what 17 sites can be linking in besides Emerald? How about the publishers? That they say choose your game from, and obviously, uh, I guess Pathfinder and D and D are not listed. Numenera, Unknown Armies, Trail of Cthulhu. Oh, well, why would why would why have they not listed D and D and Pathfinder? I don't understand because these are the ones that must be sponsoring. Delta oh, Green, I got you, I got you. Okay. Monster of the Week. Now, again, this is this gets a full blown article where oh what. 
what, 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 you know, from Enworld, and I, I'm not just picking Enworld. I am picking on Enworld, but <laughs> we're not picking on that. Really. I'm just like, uh, what are Monty Cook Games, Chaosium, Evil Hat, Pelgrim, Atlas Games, and Arc Dream doing for New Game Master Month? I'm like, I've never heard of New Game Master Month. I've heard of like, you know, uh, DM Month. You know, I've heard of New Game Master Month. I asked you these companies how they're supporting new GMs in the first major RPG event of 2021. How can it be a major event of 2021 if this is a new event? It's, it's a brand new event. Got to hype it, baby. Hype, hype machine. Got to throw that. And not only that, it sounds what you're telling me. It sounds like a basically a paid for commercial for these companies. No, no, but it, it couldn't be because you do realize that Emerald does not do uh, articles that are paid for advertising. Sure they don't. Okay, yeah, that, would, that would be wrong. Now, I'm not saying they didn't do it in the past, but that was under Chris <clears throat> Hunt. And uh, <laughs> uh, he apparently uh, did... Seriously, well, Morris, Morris. Well, Morris doesn't do Immortal anymore, does he? Somebody else no, is no, more, no, more, no, Morris is still in charge. Okay, of so they don't do pay to play anymore is what you're telling me right and i i will certainly now not that they don't do things like we're gonna uh ask you to vote on the top 20 podcasts of the year and then include their own fucking podcast in the list of podcasts <laughs> that you can go on because if, if i said hey tank cars tavern is gonna have the community vote on the most popular podcast of the year and I've got Tavern Chat listed. What do you think my community is going to go, gee, I think that that's probably one of the most popular podcasts. Talking crit. Talking crit, man. But that being <laughs> said, um, N-World, N-World turned 20 uh, at the beginning of the year. And I, I got to give congratulations to Morris. Listen, uh, myself and Morris have have rarely seen eye to eye. Um I mean, that's for I, Bruce. I, thanks, Bruce. I, one of my better friends in a hobby, Joe the Lawyer, is the only person I know of that got banned from Enworld for something he posted on his blog. <laughs> um, and that's, it, that, that's, Joe, that's thought police, man. That's big time thought yeah. police. Now, if Joe can get banned for something that he posted on his blog, then why did I never get banned for, I don't know, covering uh, Enworld's Kickstarter? Which even Kickstarter admitted the Kickstarter violated every rule of Kickstarter. Yes, but they endorsed it and made it the like you know one of their staff picks, right? Because they like the, they, they they like Enworld, and you know sure. what? Enworld has done a great service for the community. And I will say, if you look at it now, and you look at it, I don't know, two years ago, Enworld now is better than Enworld two years ago. Unlike the big purple dildo, they cleaned up their mess. I think I and I'm with yeah. you. I can actually look at Emerald now and read the articles and not feel like I'm personally attacked for being an old school gamer. Um, Big Purple Dildo just is gone the opposite direction, and they are oh, they're terrible. They're 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 awful. awful. With that dirty, priorly used, uh, and by the way, that Big Purple Dildo wasn't originally purple. Okay, it just turned purple from the abuse oh. that it's been under. Of course, we're but, talking about we're talking about RPG Net, which is just absolute yeah. stinkhole at this point of its of its life. Which which I think 
isn't Tankar's Tavern pulling in more uh, uh, people that are pulling in no, more no. hits? Or? Uh, actually, here, we're not pulling in uh, uh, RPG.net. We're not pulling in more worldwide. We were pulling in more uh, within the U.S. Uh, they might have taken the lead what in the U.S. What's going on outside of the world? Oh, God, that's scary. But but anyway, uh, but anyway yeah, yeah, Emerald pulled it back about two years ago. They made a couple of adjustments, and I think that the, the, I don't know how to say this. Now. I'm going to be obtuse here. They they made a few really bad judgment calls, and I think they got called on it. Yes. Um, and I think and they, and, and they realized they this is not how an actual site that that deals with RPGs should act or should report on. They were basically right. reporting of stuff that they shouldn't have had no business reporting on, and it, it, it didn't matter to the hobby. Let's put it that way. And um, I think people were let go. Right. <laughs> Things they, were changed. They were, they were doing invest uh, yeah. again uh, investigative reporting. And have I done stuff that's been? Uh, listen, I make no claim to be a reporter. I make no claim to be a journalist, as opposed to individuals that were at Emerald at the time made the claim that they were journalists doing this reporting, which was not based on found evidence. They, they ran a, Yeah, they ran a series of articles based on 100% on anonymous, anonymous reporting, which is not something journalists do. And no. they got, I think they got stung on that because it did, it did look bad. And so obtusis aside, I, I think they cleaned up. It seems like they started cleaning up right after that happened. And said, "Look, this isn't us. We're supposed to be talking about games and and right. who's playing this and what's Pathfinder so, doing and you yeah. know, Call of Cthulhu is doing this and yeah. And I think they they moved away from the personal uh, vendettas and the personal attacks and the and the you know kink shaming and all that fun stuff. Oh God, uh, <laughs> I would accuse the kink shaming, but it wasn't about that. It was about somebody else, and it was just couldn't." It was about Ken Whitman, all right? I got accused of king-shaming Ken Whitman. Uh, and you know, even just thinking of Ken Whitman in a situation where you get king-shaming, um, it, it makes me physically ill at the moment. I'm probably going to have to have some more wine. Uh, yeah, Ken can advertised in it. Well, we didn't even talk about it. Just yeah, yeah. yeah. Ken, 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 we, Ken was doing Ken, something. Yeah, right now, Ken's and, and, you know, are, and they're right. It really shouldn't have been relevant because it is. Yeah, and I, 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 was, I, was, I was wrong. Okay, and I, I will. We don't like I to kink shame. No, but we don't kink, we don't, we don't kink shame not, here. Your kinks not are Ken Whitman, because it just, it just brings up a horrible image. But here, I'm going to give some quick stats here. Emerald. <laughs> Uh, ranks 58,445 on Alexa. Lower is better. That is not as good as they have been. I believe they were around 20,000 at they were, one yeah, point. Yeah, they're really high. Yeah. Not, not, not too long ago, actually. Now, Big Purple. Let's go to Big Purple here. I just I double-clicked and I closed out Big Purple. Oh. Well, it's so easy because, you know, it, it, it is Big Purple. It's by the, by the way, uh, my drinking ex escapade last week – Bruce, you asked me. I, I stuck with old granddad because I like old grand. But yeah, all the rest of them went back in the back. They, I was I was sick to my stomach after that drinking. Well, you should have been. It was I awful. don't think you, it was I, I would just blame it on the amount to drink. Not uh, what you drink. No, oh, all right, it was, it was terrible. RPG Net one hundred and sixteen thousand six seventy five for their overall Alexa thirty eight eight fifty eight in the U S. There's no stats in the U S. for N World because. 
Uh, it would be Great Britain in their case. Yeah, All right. So, so now we're going to put that in perspective. Now, remember that number in the U.S., 38858. Uh, 10 Cars Tavern. Now, I've been doing this for 10, 11 years. Uh, it's a one-man show. I don't have all these fucking admins. I don't have all these people doing work for me. I don't get sponsorships and ads from all these companies. Uh, my Alexa ranking, 155, 280. Nice. Not bad, right? But my ranking in the U.S., 36,899. Oh, Better gee, than Big Purple. Interesting. 38,858 for Big Purple. So I am doing better. Ten Cards Tavern is doing better in the Alexa ranking than RPG.net. And that blows my fucking... I'm going to tell a secret here. RPG.net is not a gaming site anymore. Reads no, I know it, it's not about gaming anymore. So that's that's why that's we're like so low anymore. It, it, it has about a couple hundred people that talk about the same thing over and over again and don't talk about gaming. And it's just it's it's basically it's deteriorated. So here's a, here's a thread at Big Purple. It starts out somebody says something. Um, four people agree with them, then five people disagree with them, then they get in a big fight and the threads shut down. That's every freaking thread there now. It, it, that's what it ends up being. And they have a fight. And so, and they have a fight about the dumbest things you've ever dumbed about that you couldn't dumb, you couldn't be dumber about. Yeah. I, so, yeah, they're, they're not talking about gaming anymore. The gaming no, is. It, it's Punter Grognard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Older. Well, that, just a lot of other things. I mean, politics gets into it. And then oh, it I, I somebody says, you know, I like the new Star Wars game. How you like it? And then, then five posts later, somebody's talking about how Star Wars is sexist and misogynistic and, you know, Darth Vader should be a woman. And, and it just, and then it gets a big fight and then they shut the thread down. <laughs> that's, a, that's every thread in Big Purple now. Here, but here's yeah. the interesting thing. Their Alexa ranking has gotten significantly worse since they upped the politics and lowered the gaming. And now, what's a shame is uh, Shannon Applecline, uh, a lot of his uh, updates on, on his projects are highlighted at RPGNet because he was one of the primaries. I don't know what he does behind the scenes he's now. Supposed, yeah, yeah. He's supposed but to be. Charge, but I don't think he does very much with. I, I don't think he's very hands on, but I've I, I've conversed with him online, uh, and uh, directed him to get information on old school gaming when he was doing an update. And uh, nice enough individual, I've heard, I have a lot of respect for him. But RPG.net is all right. You can't. Here, I'm, gonna put, I'm gonna put it another way. I would sooner, and, and all right, it's gonna be horrible to say this. I would sooner. Post on the RPG site, which is, <laughs> which is a of Grognard, okay, uh, and yeah. RPG.net. Yeah. I would rather read every post on the RPG pundit site. Well, because you have because there's there, once you get once you get past the name calling and 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 cockery on that site, there's actually there, there's some good. They talk about games. They actually talk about games. Yeah, yeah Big Purple is just, it's terrible. You know, and I, I feel Shannon is, I mean, Shannon writes some really good history oh, of amazing history. Amazing stuff. But the you know, way I look at it now is there is no, Shannon could wake up tomorrow and say, you know what? I can't do this anymore. And there's no way you could stop that train. You'd have to fire every single moderator there 
and start from scratch. That's how bad it's gotten at this point. There's no way you can reverse this. This it's, if this train is going 800 miles an hour and it's not going to stop until it hits a brick wall. I mean, you just can't. I mean, it's it's right. it's tied on this one path of destruction. It's going down that path, and there's nothing. Shannon, like I said, Shannon could decide tomorrow. How do I change it? The first thing you have to do is fire every moderator, and that's just impossible. You just can't do that. And so there you go. That's what you're you're left with. You're left with a, a a quote gaming site that doesn't really talk about gaming anymore, and that's why. And whereas N World, I think realized right before they tipped over to the abyss, N World said, "Do we really want to become this?" And they yeah. they said no, and they they're I mean, like, "No, no, no." The, the brown dildo or whatever the the. But here's here's the thing too, is that. With RPG.net, not only do you have to fire everybody, but again, I have communities. I have uh, the Tech Coast Tavern on Facebook, on me. We, we have the Discord server. Uh, and of course, we have my blog. And I, I am pretty much strictly neutral, which means we leave off the politics, we leave off the social issues, we talk about gaming. And sometimes we get into these gray areas. And I've told my moderators, you want to remove something, um, remove it. And I have that, that on Discord and th Discord, I got I have a really good strong moderation team. Everything else is most mostly me. Um, now maybe you're gonna post something that's political, and I might read it and go, "Holy shit, man! I agree with that motherfucker 100%." Guess what? Delete, because it doesn't matter what my personal opinion is. We have an area that's not going to discuss that. We're not going. It's not going to be the topic. Sure. Now, are there times where maybe it's in a gray area and I'll screw up? Certainly, I I am the least perfect person that I know when it comes to this stuff. But I've been accused of like, why why do you let uh uh you know people like the pundit post on your your, your Facebook community? Well, I like to keep them on uh. Post approval whenever I can remember. It only lasts for a month. Uh -huh. uh, then I got to reinstall it because the vast majority of what he shares is not only gamer appropriate, it is non political. But when he delves into politics, it now becomes a shit show. Yeah. And for a while, he was getting better at realizing oh, you know what? 10 cars, a bit of an ass. He's going to delete this because it's political. I just won't share it. But then things started slipping through, and I was like, oh, my God. I stepped away for five hours. I got a flaming bag of shit in the, in the Tavern's Facebook community because of – but his quality for his gaming posts means that I should be putting in the extra effort to make sure that his politics doesn't pop into yeah. the theater. Um, RPGNet takes a side on what they're going to allow and disallow. And it's two ways you can do it. Because in my case, I just say no politics. But otherwise, if you're going to allow politics of this sort, you should be allowing politics. Of both I, I would. I could fix RPG Net. It would be a mess though, because I would. The day I took over, the next day I'd have a meeting. Every I, I'd, I'd have poured in every you know do Zoom meeting with every single moderator. So here's the deal: starting tomorrow, we're doing no politics. Any politics, you immediately delete the post, ban the ban the poster you know whatever week ban three-day ban and then if they do it again 30-day ban then then permanent if you don't agree with this then you're then thanks for your help and, and you're gone and so that's it you're gone tomorrow just just tell me whether or not you agree with it and that would that would fix it but the problem is i think you'd have 
three fourths your your moderator. Stuck with three, you know, one fourth of your moderator after that. But that's that's the way you fix it. You just say no politics at all, any side, any any way, shape, or form. Um, I'm going to be checking every once in a while to make sure you obey these rules. The funny part is. I, I mean, I, yes, I, every once in a while I have to go check Big, Big Purple because of some reasons of reasons, okay? So <laughs> sometimes you get these threads and they ban the moderators, which is hilarious because the <laughs> moderators can't even keep their own rules because they'll they'll jump in and start reaming on somebody or, and then another moderator has to come in and ban that moderator. It's just – it's the biggest clown show you've ever seen. So, yes, I would I, that would be my thing is that, look, you're – you know, and actually, I know a guy who was a huge poster there and um, leans politically one way. I won't say, I mean, well, leans politically left, which Big Purple does. And he got banned from the site because he disagreed with a policy they had about doxing, um, which their policy was you can dox somebody as long as you don't agree with them and we don't like them. You, you can do the right. dox them. Yeah, and he said, whoa, you should be able to dox anybody. And they said, oh, you believe that? Boom, you're out. Kick, banned him off there. He'd been on the good poster for about 12 years and was banned because he doesn't believe in doxing, doxing the right people. So anyway, that's, yeah, I'm glad, you know, like I said, I'm glad in world pulled back from the abyss yeah. and they do that. And, and yes, um, you know, yeah. they're, they're I, can actually, I can actually go there now. And yeah, oh, I do too. I check out some news stories every once in a while. And I, and I, and if I, if I find a news story and I use them as a source, I link to them, by the way, um, Bruce, has a very valid point. And he's talking about, I, I buy some of the Punder stuff the same way I buy Andy's stuff from FASA. I don't necessarily like Andy's mindset outside of game theory, but he writes really well. And that has always been my argument. You it separate, should matter. It, it, if it that matters to you, if that's the number one thing that matters to you, and for a lot of people, that is the number one thing that matters to you, is that I buy games from somebody who absolutely agrees with me, then... I feel bad. I feel sorry for you. You're going to miss out on a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that, that's a fucking shame. Again, I've gotten flack because how dare I cover somebody's new Kickstarter because they are on a verboten list uh, on, on one side of the political spectrum or the other. Right. I don't give a fine fuck. Are they producing quality material? Because although I don't care about their politics. Politics does right. not define my life. I'm sorry. I'm not saying gaming defines my life. I, I would like to think that probably my marriage and my family define it more. But uh, certainly gaming is a large part of my life, and I'd rather see quality gaming material. And I don't care what jackassery you do as long as you don't put it into your gaming. Look, look um, oh, well, I'll do two things real quick. First of all, Bob said, what's doxing? Doxing's when you give personal information about somebody hoping that people basically harass them. Um Big Purple is fine with doing that as long as you're somebody they don't like. They, they will absolutely do that. They will give personal information, including they will let people post email addresses, phone numbers, etc. Now, they recently changed their policy where they don't. I wonder if they got in trouble for it. That was something that, that they, were, they were doing for a while that I noticed that moderators have started deleting those posts and said, if you do that again, you're banned. So they were allowing it for a while. I think they finally got I don't know, threatened with a lawsuit. I, who knows what happened, but they finally realized we can't do that. They, at one point they had a list going for people to avoid at cons, which is absolutely, you could sue the fuck out of somebody that did something like that. Because if your name's on that list, if my, I wish my name popped up on the list. I'd have loved it. Is it my name? <laughs> no, it wasn't because what happened was somebody <sighs> proposed it, 
proposed it and they immediately they were shut down they said no, no no you can't do that why not because well we could get sued out of existence um so yeah that they they were promoting doxy at one point and i think they finally pulled back on that um but the other point is i can't when we when we just talk about i i wandered off there um what were you talking about before i interrupted you uh eric um before the doxing and well, oh God, dude, we, we don't have a script. This, this oh, and I can't. We I'll have to go. Hold off. on, Mike. Stand by for a minute. Oh, on, on the, uh, I can't believe I had a point to make about something. And uh, 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 oh, I know what I was gonna say. Yeah, I know what to say. No, but, but yeah, about the politics. So, um, there's a game. So, Call of Cthulhu. For those who know Call of Cthulhu, it's based on the works of H.P. Lovecraft, uh, set in the 1920s. Well, that's when the first. That's the the most period setting. Um, for those who don't know, H.P. Lovecraft was was a, he's a racist. He even for his time, he was racist. Now you say, okay, well, he wrote back in the 20s and 30s. A lot of people were racist. He was a racist even by standards of the 20s and 30s. I mean. Even Robert E. Howard, who was not necessarily the most progressive guy, was like, "Dude, pull it back," <laughs> you know. <laughs> because, but, but, so this game is based on his works. He, he, even though he was a racist, his his works are seminal works of horror fiction. He he was basically the the cosmic horror. He's the guy that introduced cosmic horror. Writers from Stephen King to Dan Simmons to I mean, you go down the list. They all took you know cues from this guy and all you know read his stuff and all learned from it. Um, so the game called Cthulhu is based on the works of H.P. Lovecraft, which is based, you know, cosmic horror. Your guys can go, you, your characters can go insane. They investigate cults. Um, they fight dark gods. Um, so, it, so it's even though the writer of the games was a avowed racist, and the sometimes the 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 stories themselves are a little squicky. I mean, he doesn't necessarily get into some of the more racist parts of his philosophy. Sometimes he does in some of his stories. Uh, the game is a great game. It is an incredible game. It's, it's, it's just absolutely fun. I've run plenty of call through the campaigns. Um, I think at this point, Chaosium does have a little um, post at the beginning of their rule sets to say, Hey, you know, we know this, he was a racist, but you know, you know, the game doesn't have to be that. The game's not. The game can be whatever you want the game to be. It doesn't right. have to be, have focus on any of the racist parts of Lovecraft's philosophy. Um, so you can still. So there's a lot of people I know that won't play Call of Cthulhu be, simply because HP. They're based. It's based on the works of HP Lovecraft. They won't play it. They they, they say I'm not gonna. You know I'm not gonna support that. There's some people that won't have anything to do with anything Conan because Robert E. Howard had some problematic thoughts. Not 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 as bad as Lovecraft's, but he had some problematic thoughts on uh, his writings. Um, look, the game's what you want to make it. You you can. I mean, you can think. Howard's a racist. That doesn't mean you shouldn't play Astonishing Swordsman and Sorcerers of Hyperborea because it's based on the works of yeah, Jeff. Howard and Clark Ashton yeah. Smith and those guys. I mean, subliminal to Jeff Talanian, you will appear on the show. Yeah. So I mean, so I mean, you 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 bring in what you want to bring into the game. You know. Now, if you sat down to a table and they're playing Call of Cthulhu. And the near, and the guy running the game insists on using the N word because, well, I'm trying to be faithful to the time. Yeah, get up and leave because that's that's not. You don't have to have that. I'm sorry, the game doesn't have to be that immersive where you're forced to do that. You know, uh, right. but you know, just playing the game normally, I, you know, it's it shouldn't be an issue. 
um, I've had women play Call of Cthulhu. I've, you know, I, P, POC, people of color play with me. I mean, I, it's, it's not that hard to leave out the problematic parts of it just so you can play the game. Well, the problematic parts are not part written into the system. No, now, here's another, and here's another thing. And this, this is some shit that really annoys me. Okay. Um, evil Hat. Okay. We're talking. Oh, boy, yeah. Mm -hmm. Evil Hat decided that what they were going to do is they were going to ride, write a mythos game, I guess using the Fate Engine, using the public domain works of HP Lovecraft. And then they got huge pushback from their community because their community uh, aligns pretty much, not all, but a good portion on the left because Fred, we're talking about purple hair, right, uh, aligns on, I guess that's part of the political spectrum. So you would think that he would have been cognizant of the fact that, hey, I'm dealing with material that people might find offensive, and especially me, Somebody, uh, not me, Ken Carver, me, Fred Hicks, um, that, you know, I, I am, it's my antithesis, right? I, I I complain when others do it. And what it basically came down to is he said, I understand how you feel and I appreciate it. And we're still going to make the fucking game because money. Maybe not said so succinctly because I can be succinct when I need to be. But uh, that's what it came out to. So, when you know it, it, it's funny how people can have these moral standards of oh no I I can't oh wait, wait a second I'm investing money in this I've invested money in this and I can make, I can make a great profit off this you know what the you know what the return on a, a mythos based fate game is gonna be and we're gonna we're gonna own it we're gonna create it you know how much money we're gonna make uh Fuck, it's fuck just trying to play ball. both sides there. You're trying to say, we, we want to be politically correct, but we also want to make a big pile of money. <laughs> you know, that's, and that's, to me, is kind of, I mean, not really sleazy. It's just, you know, you're being a hypocrite, okay? Uh, look, look it, it, if you're playing a historically based game, there, there's, I mean, I, I've had characters in my Call of Duty games play Italian, play Italians, play Irish, and yes, they were discriminated against very badly in the twenties and I'll throw that into yeah. a game sometime, you know, like, yeah, y'all could come in here, but the Irish guy got to stay outside that kind of thing, because that happened. Um, yep. All my relatives, I'm Italian, all my relatives are Italian. The look, the reason the mafia started was because Italians were, were all banded together to get, to get power. And that's how they got power was by, you know, basically brutally, <laughs> brutally uh, and systematically, uh, you know, setting up protection rings and stuff like that. So it started with street gangs because you come together for protection and uh -huh. violence is power. And it, it happened in, in inner cities. And you know what, when you, it's the, the Italians, the Irish, um, and even uh, those of the, of, of the Jewish heritage, when they live in these enclaves within cities, their youth, with you know, schooling was not what it was then as it is now. That is so much better. But this this was just a natural progression. And those that were good at it, whether it was uh, shaking people down or committing violence or whatever, you know, a lot of times you would have the mafia would have uh, – you couldn't be made if you weren't Italian, but they would have – some major players that were Jewish because they were just as good at being a violent crook right. 
as the Italians were. You know, it, it, that, that's a that's a part of the game, part of the history. And I I would bring that in there. I had uh, characters, uh, people play an Italian character, and and you know most of the uh, the games are set in Massachusetts in the twenties and you know that kind of area. And yeah, they would they would be they would have issues because that was historically <laughs> correct. So by saying that doesn't exist, and well, we're gonna we're not gonna have that in the game because we don't want to upset people. That's just silly. You know, you're, you're, then don't play a game based in the 20s. If you're going to play Robert E. Howard game, play a Robert E. Howard game. Don't play a fantasy with just a slap Howard's name on there and say this is Robert E. Howard, but it's really not Robert E. Howard. It's just a it's just a generic fantasy game. I mean, part of Howard's whole you know thing about Conan was just the fact he was an outsider. He was a barbarian. He came to the civilized lands and he found out they they lied and cheated and stealed and killed each other just as bad as the barbarians did. And that's the whole under <laughs> undercurrent of his stories is that barbar you know barbarianism one of the quotes he has is barbarianism is a natural is natural mankind. That's the way mankind gears towards you know and so that was kind of his point is that conan's not any worse or better than any of these guys that pretend like they're oh this oh this guy this big unkempt barbarian came in and killed these people but but yeah he's not any worse than you guys you do the same thing right. you just do it you know you just have you more know, to do it and and that's where it came down to it. and uh, again um judging the work based upon the person. Does that mean that if the person is a saint and they put out shit that you're going to go, oh my God, this is the greatest <laughs> shit. Right. My, 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 my God, you've done such great work with your lack of skill, but your, your piety. Well, not even, but you know what I'm saying. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't translate. A lot of times yeah. people that are, uh, what we would consider to be morally bereft are extremely artistically skilled. Uh, karma, the universe, creation somehow balances this stuff out. And it's like, well, you know what? You are an evil person, but we gave you this great skill so you can get through life. Or we gave you no skills, but man, you are well-liked because... You're just a good person. You know, it, it just, it's just the luck of the dice to a large extent. Oh, I, I John, oh, John and Bruce are talking about uh, Robert E. Howard. I want to throw out a couple of things. I, I'm a huge Robert E. Howard fan. Matter of fact, just to let you know, I picked these up this week. Um, selected letters, Robert E. Howard, selected letters. Thirty. This is selected letters twenty-three to thirty. Selected letters thirty-one to thirty-six. I'm actually reading all the Lovecraft letters he wrote to Lovecraft. Um, but uh, just a couple of things. Um, uh, Howard's father was a doctor, but it was a very small country town. There was, and if you're a doctor in a small country town, sometimes you get paid in chickens. I mean, seriously, you get paid in chickens and sheep. You don't get or produce. You don't get paid in, in uh, money. Um, Cross Plains was a huge oil boom town, but by the time that Robert E. Howard was already of writing age, it had already started going downhill. And it, and to this day, it's a small town, and so it was basically going downhill even when he was like in his teens so there was not a lot going on and it was kind of a dying oil town and the point when that and that's what um howard grew up in and so yes there, there wasn't a very rich town or wealthy town uh even though the uh the howards uh, i've been to the howard house really it's very cool tour um they had to build howard a little tiny little you wouldn't believe how small this room is that he lived in it's about from this wall back here to you know, the end of that 
shelf. <laughs> I mean, it was really tiny. It was a very, very small room. That's the, his room, his basically his little writing room that's built on the porch. Um, so yeah, they did not have a lot of money. They were very, uh, even with his doctor, his father being a doctor, they're very poor. Um, and what you said about Howard was keenly interested in race and ancestry and evolution. Howard read pretty much every book in the library there in Cross Plains when he was a kid. And he was very interested in history. And he was very interested in, like you say, evolution, de-evolution. Um, he thought – he had a theory, which I guess we would consider somewhat racist, that um, more primitive people were more morally developed than rich people. Because ba basically he had this thing against uh, rich people or wealthy people or people that put on airs, as he used to say, that they were just all hypocrites and all morally corrupt. And, and a lot of it was because um, even though his dad was a doctor, his he was looked down upon. His family was looked down on upon a lot by the people in Cross Plains. And they looked down a lot on Howard because they didn't understand Howard. Even though Howard was a was a great writer, we realize it now. At the time, they just thought he was the weird Howard boy that used to write those crazy monster stories. So um, he was looked down upon a lot by the people of the city, so he didn't like it. He thought that bar barbarianism and primitivism was, was something to be ex uh, extolled. It was a virtue. And so that's why he his heroes are all usually – primitives or barbarians or people that are outcasts because he always he felt like he was an outcast but he also thought that um people that were that lived in primitive came from primitive societies or barbaric societies were, were more quote-unquote pure than people that came so anyway that's just throw that in there because i've been reading a lot of howard lately a lot of howard's letters and a lot of stuff he used to write about and so um but yeah it, it started this to say that cross planes started going downtown downhill in like 1920. It's kept going till till now. Although now it's getting built up a little bit in the outskirts because it's outside. A lot of people that move to want to be outside the city. It's about two and a half hours from Fort Worth. It's being it's starting to get built up a lot more. Um, but yeah, it's still a really tiny little town, and there's not very little going on in that town, and that's the way it's always been. So what's sad about Howard is he didn't travel more. Um, unlike Lovecraft, Lovecraft traveled a lot. He went by bus everywhere. Um, Howard really never left. He never left Texas. He never left the area around there. It's really kind of sad because uh, he seemed like he would have really liked to have uh, left there, but he felt like he couldn't leave his mother. His mother was deathly ill all the time. Um, anyway, so that's just a little background on Howard. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt each other, but I, no, no. I, I will talk. When Jeff no. Tlaney and I get together at conventions, we get in a corner and we start talking about Robert E. Howard for like two and a half hours. I mean, because we just, just a fascinating, fascinating show. Holy shit. You know, we should yeah. get anyone on the Oh, messaging. Subliminal yeah. messaging. Yeah, get, get in touch with that dude. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff, I, I've run your table at Totocon now two years in a row, so you could actually and, eat and use the potty. Yeah, the, the Howard days is really cool. The the one thing that sucks about Howard days, John Miller, is that it happens the same weekend as North Texas every year. <laughs> it's the oh, first weekend, it's the first weekend in June, and so I've missed it for the last thirteen years or whatever, twelve years, because it's the same weekend as our convention, sadly. But Howard days, yeah, that's really it's really neat. Everybody goes there, and they open up the library. They have a lot of Howard's books. Uh, interesting. Um, little bit of history there so when when the when dr howard died um they basically just his house was empty for a while people just came and took stuff because that's the way he did in the country and all his books were donated to the library as howard wanted to well the library is like you yeah, know whatever <laughs> they just started giving it you know they just got rid of them or people just took them and didn't bring them back and so when howard when the um 
Conan started getting popular again in the 60s, they started looking for these books. They found that residents had them. So the books they have now were, were for, for years were just on the shelf. Like a, a book that Robert E. Howard owned would just be on the shelf that you could just check out. And it would say like in there, this is Robert E. Howard's copy of whatever. Right. And uh, if people would bring it home, sometimes they'd keep it. They might lose it. I mean, it's just crazy. The collection was not kept very well for decades. And it wasn't until the 60s where they said, you know what? We should put these in a special collection in the back and not let people just take them out and just do whatever. And so some of these books now are actually back in the Howard House. And the collection at the library is actually, you know, under lock and key now instead of just being on the shelf where you could just, you know, grab a book by Robert. Oh, here's Robert E. Howard's copy of whatever signed by Robert E. Howard. I'm going to take this home and read it. <laughs> no, you can't do that anymore. So. Yeah, it was a lot of that stuff, but it's amazing how much stuff they found because those small Texas towns like that, when they started asking for the stuff, people were like, oh, I've got their furniture. People had their furniture. They're like, oh, I, yeah, I took uh, the, the table out of the Howard house, and they would bring it back, or they'd bring back these chairs or or a desk or something. And the, matter of fact, if you go in the Howard house, last time I was there, there was a picture on the wall of a table, and it said this table is owned by the the Haskell family. It was taken from the Robert E. Howard House, you know, 40 years ago, but they've said that as soon as they pass away, it will come back to the Howard House. And what happened was after Dr. Howard died, they just went in and took the table because nobody was using it. And they brought it to their house. It's been sitting in the house for 40 years and so 50 years, whatever. And so whenever they pass away, it'll go back. I mean, that's just, you know, that's how things were in the. We could do a whole show on Howard sometime, Tinker. I'm sorry. I, 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 I just I I can talk about research. But it's, it's I mean, interesting, uh, interesting subject there. But anyway, relating back to what we're talking about is, is yes, these people came from different times. Yes, they had different belief systems. That shouldn't affect your enjoyment of games, and it no. shouldn't affect how you play the games. You should be able to play how you want, and you shouldn't have to apologize for it. I, it drives me crazy sometimes to read the apologies a lot of these game companies put in their forums. Oh, my God. Like, you know, we know this guy was really racist, but we're just asking, you know, and we don't believe it. Well, of course you don't believe it. Any sane person doesn't believe in it. You know, so don't – you don't have to tell me I'll this. Do my research. Oh, there you go. That's some good research there, Savage yeah, Sword. Yeah, the Savage Sword. Oh, is that John – Busima and uh, Roy Thomas and stuff. Roy Thomas, John Busima. Oh my God, that's the Smith. best. It's the best. Black and white. Um, Black oh, and white. Yeah. yeah, that's good stuff. So, so I, you know, one one day I'm gonna have to ignore my wife. And, oh my God, those are so good. I because Roy did all the classic stories. He 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 he. Um, Amazing job. They're all done. They're all every every Conan story has been uh been illustrated, and it, that's great. Oh man, I love, I, I love those. I, I just have a pretty. Uh, complete collection of was it King Conan or Conan the King? Those are some yeah, that was a fun little series. Now that wasn't that didn't have any basis in what uh, no. wrote, but it was still great. I remember that was a great comic series. That that was that was some great stuff. But yeah, that's if you're playing. Look, if you're playing, if you're playing, that's one of the, one of the reasons Morphidius got in so much trouble last year from what their stuff they did. Am I pronouncing that right? Morphidius? Morphidus? I can't remember how. It's because if you buy a property or if you, if you want to base a game on a property like Howard or like Lovecraft, you have to know what you're getting into. Come on. Yeah. And and for them to say in the Kickstarter, this is going to be 100% faithful to Robert E. Howard. And then once the Kickstarter got funded, like, well, maybe not really. We're really going to leave out. Man, we're going to hit like nine. We're going to be as pure as ivory soap. Okay, but we're really gonna we're really gonna take away all these problematic aspects. Well, then you lied to people. 
because then you, you you know if you, look the problematic aspects are something that's that's you know in there and i don't have any respect for people who apologize for their stuff oh yes no i take it back i if you want to apologize for stuff you wrote years earlier i understand that perfectly and that makes sense but don't you don't have to grovel i mean look we all the example i use is is the the term now that we don't use anymore is gypsies and that was a term that when eric and i were kids was extremely in the vocabulary everybody talked about mac come on and they had a small called gypsy i mean you know, my, my, you know, I, I remember old people when we were kids calling people gypos and gypo. I mean, that's where gypsy came from is people. They would say they scam people. Well, nowadays we don't use that term anymore. We, we, we don't call them. We don't call people gypsies. We don't use, you know, use those words. And that's and when they republished Ravenloft, they flipped out and like, oh, my God, we can't. You know, these people are based on the Romani uh, or based on gypsies. We, we can't have them be bad or evil or or you know, want to scam people or con people because that would, that just looks awful, but it is what it is. I mean, it was, you know, it was written a time when that wasn't considered, there's ways you could still do it without having to say, use the word gypsy and people nowadays, nobody uses the word gypsy anymore, you know, and that's good. I'm going, you know, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't affect my gaming or my, you know, way I do things. But that's just but for everybody that lived back then to have to apologize for using the word when we didn't know there was anything wrong with the word is just ludicrous. You know, okay. you just you can't apologize for every single thing you did 30 and 40 and sometimes even longer, 50 or 60 years ago. Now David Thompson's like, you can't say the word gypsy here in the UK is travelers or Romani. I thought that's travelers here, you know, here too. Even yeah, travelers. By the way, travelers tra- tra- travelers are the Irish, right? The, the Irish, Irish. That's actually becoming a uh, there's a lot of pushback to the word traveler um, because yes, Irish travelers, they're, they're a huge issue in Texas that they, they um, we've had a lot of problems with Irish travelers in Texas. And uh, that's becoming a huge pushback. A lot of the Irish traveler community are saying, you can't call us Irish travelers because that, that creates a picture in your mind of who we are, you know, scam artists or con men. And we don't want you to use that. So actually even the word traveler is getting a pushback at this point, Irish traveler. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean you you know you have to but you know if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna buy into it you know then yes you can apologize and couch your terms but you know you still have to realize this is just an actual term that people used years ago and it doesn't reflect on you now unless you're using it in a derogatory way. Um, I, I mean I, don't, I it doesn't bother me that Ravenloft changed the I, it doesn't bother me they changed their you know like. Who cares? I don't play it anyway, and if I was going to run it, I'd be running it from, uh, I guess, the 2E supplements that I have. Sure. And, you know, there'd be a lot of uh, you know, gypsies telling fortunes and, you know, telling my players right. how they would die. We're going to die a most horrible death. <laughs> horrible. At the end of a sword or a pike. <laughs> I can't quite tell. It could be one, maybe something sharp is going to puncture you, or, or you're going to fall down a deep pit, or over a over a rock and just hurt your head. But you're going to fall. Oh <laughs> uh, God! So what do we have? What else did we have? We we pontificated quite a bit this show. Did we have anything else? Oh, right? We were going to talk about that. We miss anything because we got we got off soap. We got on our soapbox, which we usually don't do. By oh no, no, never. We 
See, and, and, and again, folks, and this is what we have to warn our guests before they come on, because a lot of times, our, and this is when I see with fireside chats, just me and one other too, but I got to warn them, I go, listen, it's going to be a free-form game, association. I'm going to say something, you're going to say something, and we're going to riff off it, and it's going to go on its own path. It is literally, literally a hex crawl or a sandbox. There are no rules. Other than, other than there are no rules, I I personally believe that this format that Mike and I have going with you all as our live audience is perfection. Well, maybe not perfection. I'm sure there's a better way to do this, but I haven't found the platform for it. But you, when I DM, I I like to be uh, have an adventure that's light and easy to run that I can improv with because players that push me to improv keep me on my toes while listeners and viewers that keep us on our toes by pushing us in directions that we didn't expect to go in it is not just great for us, but it's going to be great for the listeners. And I really appreciate that. And by the, uh, so they're, they're talking about the Conan modules that TSR put out. Um, the problem with that, it, with putting out anything to do with Conan is Conan doesn't die. <laughs> <laughs> or, right. or really get hurt or, or not succeed. So they tried to make it so, okay, one of you is going to play Conan, one's going to play Red Sonya, one's playing. Uh, it's just, it, those were they're just really, really not very good. I, I remember buying those and reading, go, what's the point of this? This is worse than Dragonlance. I mean, this is, this is railroad. Woo! You know, because well, you, you can't lose. No, you can't. You know, the ones that did kind of work were the GURPS Conan adventures because they were GURPS solo adventures. So oh, okay, yeah, you, right. you were playing Conan and it was GURPS and you were likely going to fucking die because even though you're playing Conan, it's GURPS and it, it, it's a lethal system. Uh, John Miller, I recommended Modifus books for the great art and sending information. That's the recent Conan release. I think the 2D20 system. Uh, yeah, uh, the books, I, I think I have them all in PDF. Uh, they are uh, amazing. I don't particularly like the system, but hey, uh, you don't need that. You know, you just take it for inspiration. I, I, I don't really run much as it's written anyway, so fuck it. Well, the, the funny thing about the Marvel Conan, there was two. There was two versions. There was the the AD and D version, which was I think CB one, CB two, and then they had a box set came out, which, which had a, yeah, which had a totally different rule set, and there was three modules for that. Those were the CN one, CN two, CN three, and I don't know anybody that I don't know one single person that ever played that that rule system with those modules. I owned it, but yeah. I was like I think I bought it just to read it, but I'm like, I'm not going to play this. And and, and the, once again, you have the same problem. It, see, that's that's the one thing is you you can play in the world. It's just that if you have Conan in the game, it, it throws everything off to a ridiculous extent. Now, playing in the world of Samaria would be awesome. I mean, that, that, and that's kind of cool, you know. But yeah, having Conan or any of his cohorts as your as in the party is or NPCs, it's just that's ridiculous. You you could the world of Samaria or the world of Samaria, the world of Hyperborea is, is awesome. I mean, all the, there's I mean, oh, it's God. cool. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. World. 
I used to, I remember drawing maps when I was a kid and I put all my early D and D campaigns there. Cause I was thought it was so cool. You know, such a cool world. Try, try to work in against the giants and stick it in, you know, Ophir or whatever, because I'm like, Oh man, this is cool. We got to play in Conan's world. Um, but, but yeah, you are a heretic. I did. I did. Well, I, we just stretched back to Greyhawk because nobody wanted to play Conan's World except for me. Oh, all right. Like, why don't we just put this in Greyhawk? What, what is this doing? Why are we talking about Conan stuff? I'm like, because Conan's so cool. And they're like, let's just play in Greyhawk. So we we did end up playing in World of Greyhawk. Okay. So. I'll just I was then you then you're not, you you were an attempted heretic, but they brought you back to the fold. Yeah, you know. Just, just trying to keep the peace when I was a kid. I was, I was playing get along gang guy when I was a kid. I, I didn't want, I didn't want to create anything different or weird. Yes, that that is Josh. This is true. That's part of the problem with fo- focus game settings is you do run into that problem. The same thing around with with Dragonlance was when okay, you're doing Dragonlance, but you're gonna you're gonna be the companions and you're gonna basically play exactly the way the books go, which. Um, I tell you what, the Dragonlance adventures aren't bad if you just take fall off all the serial numbers and just throw in your campaign like, okay, here's a black dragon layer or here's a red dragon layer and just take out all the Dragonlance stuff. They're not bad because I ran them. I ran some of those. I ran DL1, which is um, based on the first Dragonlance book, but it's it's got a black dragon as the bad guy. And it's a pretty cool little layer. So you don't have to, you know, so you don't play them as Dragonlance, they're fine. But if you try to play them as Dragonlance... I, I, I don't know. They it didn't make any sense. I mean, like, like I said, it's just a gigantic railroad. I'm sorry, but Gold Moon cannot die. She cannot. <laughs> if she dies, she did not die. And the she Indiana Jones die. RPG is considered the worst RPG ever written, exactly for those reasons. Because once again, if you Indy is, I think if I remember correctly, some of those modules, Indy is your your quote sidekick. <laughs> Gonna succeed in everything he does. He's Indiana He's Jones. DMPC. Yeah. Ah, come on. They were bad enough when the GM brought his own PC into it. Oh, speaking now of the game system, bring it in. Speaking of nothing in particular, um, are we gonna give away some prizes tonight too? Yes, yes, yes. Roll it up to the. I, 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 I wouldn't. So tonight, uh, because it's the last day of oh, what's our Christmas? Uh, probably here on the on the live stream. Uh, there will be still more going up uh, on the live stream with Joe on uh, Friday. Oh, Friday night, yes. So, that, if we'll, and what is that show called again, Eric? I can't seem to remember the name. Iron Rations. Iron Rations. And as far as Mike and I talk current events and then go off on bizarre, you know, tangents uh-huh. uh, about about gaming in general. Uh, Joe and I are listen. When I say more more focused. We're talking D. We're talking D and D within the various editions, and I got news for you. Joe and I are good friends. Joe and I agree on almost nothing. When it I comes love the to- last show, it was great. I I love yeah. I love listening to you guys talk D and D, and and I love to hear you disagree because Joe is so adamant when he when he's got a point. It's like yeah. there's, there's no way you could have a point other than this point, and he gives well, you a point. And you're like, well, I don't believe that, Joe. Well, here's and here, put this in perspective for you. Remember, I am a retired cop. Joe is an active lawyer. So there's two of us that are used to uh, persuading different ways, but persuading the individual uh-huh. that we got into compliance or to see it his way. And it, it is great because, listen, I used to really enjoy going head-to-head with lawyers as, as a cop, almost as much oh, yeah. as I used. But uh, hey, it's a so good today, show. 
definitely listen up if you haven't listened yet, guys. Ch- check it out. It's I, I, I forced myself to listen to it because I, I felt like uh-huh. I, I owed you, I owed you one. So, but it was good. I, I, I love hearing you guys talk because I'm doing something else. I, I just turn it on podcast and just did some work around the warehouse. It was great. I got to hear. Oh, it's Chris reminds us free stuff. Sorry, we we, we got off on a little. We 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 yeah, hex. We we were we did some hex crawls. Not, not, that we, not that we got our free booze this year. A hint, hint. Uh, I mean, we could always do for like April first. Maybe we could oh. uh, do like a, 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 around the uh, April's Fools. We could do an alcohol themed episode. Some of those tequila. Some of the tequila I drank last week. I'm still my stomach's not right. I don't know what was that. That's bottom of the barrel stuff. I don't. I'm gonna have to talk to Doug about his margaritas. I don't know what he's doing, but it, these these can't be good margaritas. See now, Chris, if you want to get not ignored on Facebook, you got to get Facebook permission. <laughs> I am so, I am still so sober. I am still on my first glass of wine, um, and uh, I am still sober, and I still remember that. So, so I can't tell you. So John, John does say live stream news for viewers. Um, hey, tell people you know about the live stream. Uh, cl- you know, I mean, I know this sounds dumb. Click the thumbs up on the on the Facebook. I mean, all everything, all that stuff that all helps. Every little bit helps. Uh, talk about it. You know, uh, link us on your Facebook page. You know, Eric and I aren't super focused on on uh, ratings. I mean, we we do watch no. them slowly go up. They have been slowly going up. Yeah, no, they, but, it has been increasing. Don't get me wrong. But, I am yeah. happy. I am happy with with the growth that we're seeing. I suspect that when we do TotalCon and it's going to be four nights in a row, um, you're going to go, I don't know. Could you actually have too much to bed, Mike, and 10 car? Maybe. Maybe. Mm, I don't. You know, I, there's, it, a lot it, of, there's a lot of sexy here. That's that's too much. That well, might be too much sexy. Uh, so are you telling me that you want me to go topless like certain James Oh, I, I, did, I never said I, that I, at I, one I, point you know, in this conversation. That, 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 I never said that. All right. Thank God. I have no fucking of doing it. But um, the numbers are going up. I suspect that TotalCon will bring the, the, the long-term numbers up. Uh, if we do another convention, um, which we can't name yet, but we're working on, um, if we get approval for that. Uh, oh, you know what? You know, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll go record right now. Uh, i got a record right now in North Texas. Uh, we're probably going to do a talking crit at North Texas. I, I mean, I don't know why we couldn't. Oh, are you, are you yeah. in for that? We oh, could do, do it Friday night. Friday night, we could do a, a drink-a-thon slash uh, grab whoever's walking by. Oh, look, there's uh, Tim Cask. Oh, look, there's Alan Hammock. There's uh, Errol Otis. We, I mean, who knows what we might find it. So I, I'm up for uh, North Texas this year to do a talking grit there. So, yeah, we'll yeah. we'll definitely do some convention-themed. Yeah, projects. definitely. But also on Friday, so Joe and I are the second and fourth Friday of the month. Glenn Hallstrom, best known for such uh, as Old Man Grognard on YouTube, but he also is known for Sacco's Hammer, one of the longest podcasts in the OSR. Longest running. Uh, we will be doing first and third Fridays. Uh, so, and, and don't ask me what the topics are just yet. I have told Glenn, Glenn. That's your bag because I've got my finger in all these pies. It's like having a network, you know. Mm. You, you got to delegate. All right, let's give away all some right. free stuff here. All right, so I'm going to count back. I'm going to I'm going to roll a d20. I'm going to give away two fifty dollar gift certificates to drive through RPG again, folks. Uh, before somebody goes, how the fuck did he have the money to do this? I go, I have the money because of you. Because the rich, listeners, the, no, the listeners, the readers, 
this is your drive-through money from using the affiliate links. So when I ask you to use the affiliate links, this is what it goes to. Um, I really believe in giving back. Uh, is it nice to see the money come in? Certainly. It's a yardstick. I can use the measure how oh, we're doing well. But, you know, this is more. I, I, you want to roll? I've got a die 20 here. You want to roll die 20? Yeah, you roll the die 20. Okay, that way there we go. That way nobody knows. And by the way, the art print, the the the, the th thumbtacks and the art prints are because these are copy art prints. I wouldn't put them in actual art prints. Bob, before uh, the link to Iron Rations, it's the same channel on YouTube, and it's the same podcast uh, channel or stream that you're going to catch catch the uh, Talking Crit, that you're going to catch uh, Tavern Chat. My wife and I do doing Gamers Health. It's all going to – for the podcast side, the audio, it's all going to be uh, under Tavern Chat. But for the live streams, it's all going to be YouTube.com backwards slash Eric Tankar. And uh, subscribe, like the channel, comment, which you are doing. I appreciate it. All right, here's the dice. First dice roll. One. Hey, I helped you out there. Well, you made it fucking easy. Bruce, you – I love you, Bruce, you cunt. Um, I have to say that because my wife is Irish and he's a guy. Uh, so Bruce right. wins. What does Bruce win? When Bruce, you win fifty dollars in our nice. RPG now. Drive to RPG. Do you have, do you have another one to give away or not? If not, no, we'll I do. I got. To, no, okay. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do two. I, I, okay. I swear to God. Because Here's the next one. Number. Oh, it's ten. Next one is Hold ten. On a second. Uh, I'm trying to give him my email address here. Just so oh, okay. No problem. No problem. Ten more if, I could, if I could spell Gmail, it would fucking help. Mm -hmm. Sorry, folks. I I know I'm, I'm a half. All right, so I'm gonna count back from Bruce being so from there. What'd you roll? Ten. Ten. Jerry Tell. Jerry Tell. Jerry. Uh, oh, Jerry Tell. There we go. Yeah, Jerry Tell. Jerry right. Tell. Uh, email me at the same. Tell tell me what you're emailing me about because I have other prizes I'm giving away from different days, and uh, I'll send you out your fifty dollars. You should get it by. You should get it by the end of Business Friday. But I'm hoping to address all the shit tomorrow. I'm gonna give away a Frog God um Frog God packet. Either Swords and Wizard or Five E. Let me know, and I'll have contact information in a second. We're looking at eleven. All right. So now I've got a. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. All right. All right. Okay, there we are. So, so 11 from Jerry Tells winning one. One, two, three. Bob G. Bob G, come on down. Bob you are. Oh, Bob G. Okay, Bob. So what you do, Bob, is uh, email me, mike at froggodgames.com, or you can contact me on Discord. Um. Well, I, I actually, you can't do that through Tankar's Tavern. I don't think. Maybe you can. Or, 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 or you can IM me through Facebook. IM me through Facebook. Any issues? Email me, and I'll you will yeah. contact I, Mike. So far, everybody's gotten contact with me pretty easily, so it's not a problem. But yeah, yeah Mike at FroggerGames.com. Uh, IM me through Facebook or Discord. Uh, you can. I am him right in the face. And, I, and just right let me know whether you would like. 5e or Swords Wizardry, tell me if you already have a bunch of stuff. I don't want to just send you stuff you already have. And I will send a package out this week of some um, some Frog God game goodies. 
So it's like a grab bag, but like a focus grab bag. Kind of like the opposite of like palladium. Tell us what you want, <laughs> and maybe if we have it in your Christmas grab bag, you'll get it. But it's more like, tell me what you don't need because you might have everything. Well, the last two guys I sent out quests of doom, uh, one, two, and three, which is a ton of yeah. adventures. And, uh, but I did also throw in a few Indiegogos because, uh, one of the people had been, I asked them if they had any Indiegogos. One guy did, but he's missing two. Another guy didn't. So I did throw in a few individual Indiegogo adventures. So it'll probably be along those lines. We'll have a quest to doom one, two, three, and then, uh, some Indiegogo adventures. So, uh, Ian makes a comment, uh, would be a correct observation that the more posts you make, the more entries you end up with. Yes. However, once you've won for the night, you're you don't count. Yeah, you're out. So so you just become like you just become zeroed out. So yes, the more you participate, it it does increase your opportunity. But again, if you if you make 20 straight comments, I'm gonna guarantee you <laughs> that you're not gonna, you know, ain't, I don't know. My D20 rolled a 24 because it's a DM's die and it, it does that. Uh, but it's my good. Facebook is Michael Battleato, B-A-D-O-L-A-T-O, Michael. So you should be able to find me on that. Uh, or uh, I don't know if you're probably if not well probably on the North Texas site. But yeah, uh Battle Auto, B-A-D-O I should be pretty much the only Battle Auto in there except for my brothers and, and a few weirdos from New York. There's a bunch of battle autos in New York. Well, it is, it is open uh, to some abuse, but you know what? We're it's, it's a relaxed room and it's a relaxed situation. And these are, these are gifts. This isn't a contest. Yeah. We're, we don't, you know, we just we're, we're not like, all right. So once I count your name, once I got to skip the rest of them because you know what? I'm doing this live. I'm not doing this like with like a screenshot of the last hundred posts. Uh, by the way, I, I tried doing this initially with D100, and somebody rolled at a fucking 89, and then I realized it only went back oh, 80 comments. No, and that's when I said, no, no. "Fuck no!" Now I could no. do 2D20s, but then we'll spend half the podcast or half the live stream with me, me counting. Um, and you know. There you go. Chris, you can make as many crap comments as you want, but... Wait, wait, hold on. When is Since when's Chris's comments not a crap comment? Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, folks, if you're listening to this after we recorded it, whether you're listening on YouTube, Facebook, or you're listening on the podcast, yes, we genuinely have this much fun when we do this. Um, if you think if you think we do this for the uh, adoration of our uh, of our fans, such as it is, um, yeah, but that's what the fuck, right? Not, we just, there's no big check at the end of this. Oh no, no, I, I keep writing these checks at fifty dollars a pop. Yeah, um, we're not getting any uh, money for this. By the way, if for some strange reason I have not closed that OSR Christmas. Or if I decide to do a bonus day of OSR Christmas, I gotta check my my drive-through RPG balance. Mm. Uh, maybe we'll do it again next next week. But uh, oh, we we might have to because we have uh, the, we'll be having the quite possibly the Skeeta, the Man of the Hour, the Violet. Uh, yeah, we we uh, supposedly we're gonna firm up our plans next week. We should yeah. have Skeeter Green on here, so. I can guarantee you folks that we will have to bring up the incident at my first Gary Con where I almost got killed. No, I almost got killed. No, no, no. I almost got killed, Mike. 
I almost got killed because my I did get, I did get molested. You almost you got killed. Molested. I did get molested, so that's interesting. Um, yeah, Ian, you're really asking a lot for for mm. Mike and I, even though it's auto draw. <laughs> Ooh, it strange is. auto draw. Ouch! It sounds like math and science and stuff. No, again, you're 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 talking technical abilities that are far beyond those of moderately intoxicated individuals let alone sober ones that have very few tech skills. I use StreamYard because it dumbs things down enough that I can literally do this because I tried using, was it OBS? Is that what everybody uses? The, you know, uh, I, some, some, I, some software that's open source that you can, I tried it, couldn't figure it out. I said, fuck it, I'm never doing a live stream with a guest in my life. And uh, then I found this software, and I said, ah, I, "I'm in, I'm in love because it's written for people. It, it, it's software that's compiled for somebody like me." Yep. I mean, I'm sure I, I, I do a decent job with it, but I'm sure Mike could do an even better job with it, and he's probably just as uh, lacking in skills as this as I am. Uh, yeah. Yes. All right. Well, we Mike, better call it. A, we better call it a. <laughs> You can call it a wrap here. So we better call it a wrap. It's we were we we worked on two hours. We got two hours here. Two That's hours, two minutes, and nine seconds, folks. Uh, honestly, this this was uh, we we came into this with probably about fifteen minutes of talking points, and you are the reason why we're doing this because we are still here. So thank you. It's it's a new year. So if you enjoyed us in 2020, just think how much greater we're going to be in 2021. Uh, what we hope. Call it Eric's done. Stick a fork in him. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, you know what? I'm going to have to top off my wine when I get off the show. But Oh, boy. I try not to whine when I drink wine. Okay. Um, again, if you're listening to this later, uh, please subscribe to the channel. Like it if you had a good time. Perfect on YouTube. Like it on Facebook if you enjoyed it and you're watching it on Facebook. Again, it can only help because uh, we really in, enjoy uh, we enjoy your company. Uh, we are not medical professionals. COVID is a thing. Um, the immunization uh, is beginning to get out there, but in the meantime, take actions. Use your common sense to protect yourself, your loved ones, your family, your friends, your community. Okay? Because that could be us. I'm at risk, so if you're protecting yourself, maybe you're protecting somebody like me. Uh, be safe. Be well. God bless you all. Roll your dice. Roll them well. Uh, Mike and I will be back next Wednesday, maybe with a special guest who will promise not to molest us on the show. Hopefully. That's why we're happy it's virtual. A little distance. Um and uh, otherwise, knock on wood, I will talk with you all tomorrow. All right, folks. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. As we take three seconds or so.